0: What's on OutTV right now? <laughs> <laughs> we did that bit <laughs> last episode. <laughs> They've started showing a bunch of Adam's Family reruns. Yeah, oh,
1: again, we did this bit last episode. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> so we literally, we literally talked about, about, about the Adam's, Adam's family, family reruns. reruns. Does OutTV
2: have the same issue that Logo has, where it's like, well, we don't have much else going on? Yeah, in the it, Drag Race. Yeah, so yeah we talked about the
1: other show too, the, the Undercover Boss. boss uh, uh, The undercover Undercover boss, boss. but I guess guess undercover gay gay coworker. (laughs) (laughs) I what? I it's what was the bad name again? Don't quit your gay job. job. That's the one.
2: one. I hate Canada. Fair.
1: Fair. Uh, I hate Canada.
2: Two thousand dollars a month for everybody, and we, and then don't quit your gay job. I'm never coming to Toronto. I'm done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, having read profile. more into it, I don't think it's undercover boss. I think it's just what if gay people did construction? What? What? Like, it seems like Robin Day Edwards joins Adam and Tommy in another season of Don't Quit Your Gay Job. Watch as they compete against one another in a variety of different professions to see who does it better. This season, get ready to watch the boys chop wood, brew beer, and arrange flowers as they battle for the title of best employee.
1: Hold on, they're are they really <laughs> saying what if what if what gay, if gay people, people ran a flower shop? <laughs>
2: Gay literally this sh- this show is literally what if gay people could do things?
0: I mean What the fuck? It's a valid question.
2: Okay, but do you not remember that logo? What if had gay a reality? men
0: were lumberjacks? What? <laughs> uh they've bumped never... it up. They've bumped it up, by the way, now to airing four times a day.
1: Oh god! Why? What? are they also are they also airing that other fucked up show that was that you were telling me that was like man oh help yeah grandfather yeah
2: what what the fuck is this
0: how horrible can it be for nico a gay party boy to return to his suburban town and take care of his homophobic grandfather Find out Thursdays at 1 a.m. on OTV.
1: You know, that's exactly <laughs> what I want to be up. <laughs> watching this at 1 a.m. Nonsense. <laughs>
2: It's not like, what? Like, no. Like, no. My child, Someone's childhood is going to be this way, where they, like, fell asleep on, like, a random Thursday, woke up in front of the TV, and then woke up in the middle of the night to see this shit. Meanwhile, <laughs> I-, meanwhile I was growing up and, like, falling asleep to, like, watching, like, Living Single or, like, the Parkers on BET, and then waking up to BET uncut and seeing a bunch of ass shaking. Kids see, don't have it good these days. see
0: though nope. you could get that though because also early in the morning they've started airing Naked Attraction.
2: Okay, I
1: mean that that is kind of harkening back to my days of watching MTV Undressed at like three in the morning.
2: <laughs> what is Naked Attraction? Is that one of those like weird like?
1: So Naked
0: Attraction is this British dating show where the idea is oh, before you British? see their face you ha- you only see their naked body. Oh well, And the whole point of the show is just we show it. We show it all.
2: Oh I mean that God.
1: that officially makes it better than sexbox. <laughs> it's true. it is better than sexbox. <laughs>
2: Okay, but low-key, do y'all remember watching, like, Real Sex at, like, 2 in the morning on HBO yeah, randomly? Yeah! Absolutely! That shit was cool! <laughs> fucking like, Real
1: Sex, ever... Taxi Cab Confessions, like, <laughs> anything on fucking Cinemax! Anything, <laughs> anything on, on Cinemax! Anything
2: that was, like, a Skinemax moment, th- but Real Sex was, like, that was the shit! Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, yes, you totally had the experience of, like, you had Real Sex on, but then you heard your parents, like, walking down the stairs, and you had, like, the last, you had the, your hand is on the last button to go to Nickelodeon, like,
1: no, just me. No, no, I, I get, I mean, <laughs> look, my, you know, my parents were always asleep at the time, but yeah, no, I had that. I was just like, all right, I better be, I uh, better be here just like, you know, oh, yeah, just up watching adult swim. I don't know. Huh?
0: Yeah, my mother, my mother worked nights as a nurse, so I never really got that.
2: Although to be fair, I can be kind. Of, it was either that, or it was like a B.E.T. uncut, or like me trying to stay up for Adult Swim, but my little body just not handling it. Remember <laughs> that? Remember when you were a little kid and like you could, sh- you had to struggle to stay awake. Now you yeah. struggle yeah. to fall asleep.
1: Yeah. I mean, fuck. I remember. I remember that. This is a depressing a fucking ass fucking episode. Damn, <laughs> nah, man. I've, I remember that struggle of like, yo, yeah, I'm gonna fucking stay up and watch, watch South, Park. South Park. This is gonna be great. Oh, oh God! God. 10, p.m. 10 p.m. on a, on a Saturday. Saturday. This, this feels, feels like, like a million, million hours.
2: hours. <laughs> like <laughs> it's very, it's
1: very that.
0: <laughs> well, well, if you were someone on Out TV, you could wake up. You could fall asleep to Mom versus Matchmaker. What? Okay. okay. Mom versus Matchmaker <laughs> is a series focused on finding the perfect match for millennials. Matchmaking professional Carmelia Ray challenges the mothers of the contestants in finding a suitable date for their kid. Each will set up a date in the hopes that their pick will be chosen. The singles find out at the end of each episode who prepared which
1: date. This is the most Jewish reality show ever created. (laughs) Oh
3: my god! (laughs) <laughs>
2: oh my god! <laughs> Pretty fucking much. Like I've, you know, I've dated a Jewish boy here and there. Yeah, I've got, I've gotten slipped the Hebrew national. And, Yeah,
1: it's where did very they, that. Okay, I, I I, feel like I need to ask this question because I've heard this. I've heard this from from many, from many other people that have dated that have dated Jewish boys. Did they ever at one point refer to you as a shiksa? Yes. <laughs> Not the mob Every single one. Every si- like every single fuck like all my fucking women of color friends they've ever dated a fucking Jewish boy. They've always been called that. It's like what the fuck. I uh,
2: I mean to be fair the shik- the term shiksa is basically non-Jewish.
1: Oh I know woman. I mean I get it it's just like God a Jewish
2: boy. And to be fair, I've dated one Jewish boy. I've fucked multiple Jewish boys, but I've dated one Jewish boy. And it's um even
1: But that I've is also called, how I've heard it go from <laughs> many, <of the, laughs> many co-friends, yes, is oh I've i I've, I've, I've had sex with multiple Jewish guys, but only ever dated but only ever dated one. Yeah, I only like and that one and that one ended when they met a nice Jewish girl. <laughs>
2: well actually you know what's funny i think they're still still dating another black chick now that i recall wow well and they i think they've been going on for a while if i if there's good for them them. you know but uh, that's the thing i can't recall if he doesn't update his socials or what have you like i'm not (laughs) keeping tabs on him yeah Yeah. i'm not keeping the last i saw i was like oh you're dating shinice good for you I, you know I feel so bad Cause I like I know that's like A very black name But it's That is literally her name Yeah <laughs> That is literally her name I did not try to make A moment there Thank you Goodbye <laughs> 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 Okay Okay So yes Um That is a term I've never taken offense to it I don't give a shit Just don't call me the n-word And we're good Like
1: right <laughs>
2: Sherry, hi.
1: You know, good motherfucker. You are worse than Hulk
3: Hogan, and you're lucky I didn't break your back and have to come you. Oh, yeah. She baby. Put the base in your break his back.
0: Break your
3: humble. Besides that, everything was great. Great, great, great,
0: great. This episode did break my rule where I was like, I can't drink every time someone cries on Untucked. I'm gonna die
1: I mean shit someone cried someone cried on the main show I remember watching this being like well Oscar's probably pissed (laughs) I
2: I was like I was literally about to say like we watched on Tuck Oscar got liver damage but we're cool like like, it's like I was like damn it all you bitches is crying
1: there were no survivors so much fucking
2: crying (laughs) there were no survivors I'm like god damn it all of y'all is crying this is too much like I'm and look I'm a very sensitive person but if I'm looking at you and I'm like y'all some whiny ass piss babies like yep that's when it's like too much too much too much, too much. you could have edited some of this much out much. we could have just <laughs> left it at the whole you know Kimora having Asian parents that hate her situation you know we could have just left it there
0: yeah but you know
1: They do that every season. We gotta go deeper. (sighs) I mean, they are going deeper. Now they're going with Kimura's parents and boyfriend hates her.
2: I was so confused by that whole thing. The whole, like, okay, here's the thing. That would have been a, and I'm not saying that this isn't true. I'm not saying that. But that would have been a storyline that you would have, like, seen more towards, like, season 2, season 3, maybe season 4 that kind of situation, like, I recall the whole Jiggly and Shara Jiggly being like, gee, Grant, Queen's dating is disgusting and whatever, and it kind of got taken out of context, because, like, Jiggly essentially was like... And also, we did not know that Jiggly was honestly out at that time, but had to go back in in order to get on the show.
0: Look, everybody's... kind of
2: bananas. Everybody
0: yeah saying that this show's not as good as it was in the early days, and so they're bringing... They're back all the terrible things from the early days to say, no, this show's always been bad.
2: We've always been horrible. But no, yeah, and it was very much like, you know, Jiggly is a strictly dickly kind of girl. Like, I get that, but also, don't say it like that. But that's the thing, like, you know, Jiggly's very much been the, like, don't say it like that girl. But, you know, so seeing this kind of storyline now when we're kind of in this nouveau age of drag, where it's like drag queens have drag husbands now. Like, drag husbands and drag boyfriends. Like, Jada Essence Hall's, I mean, boyfriend, fiance, I'm not sure what they are. They're together. I don't care. Does her jewelry! Like, Mm -hmm. they're actually can, yeah like
1: weren't like two like weren't two of the queens from last season dating at one point
2: yeah which it's so funny how it took 12 seasons for us to finally get an on camera showmance I mean behind the cameras I mean I don't know what the look yeah. nothing's gonna stop a homo from sucking dick like that's just reality
0: especially but, like, if these are the only people in your bubble during a pandemic
2: yeah yeah I
1: cannot wait to see what fucking shit's gonna go down with these with these queens <laughs>
2: It gave us a little piece of like the whole like pandemic narrative situation with Joey J mentioning it a little bit in Untuck. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we've got a little bit of that narrative now, but there is, I guess, a difference between that and then apparently Dragon's UK had gotten shut down mid production because of the COVID situation. Yeah. yeah. Which, not probably not the first time that something's been shut down mid production because I do recall there was a, according to. Oh, oh, my God. Stacy Lane Matthews. Sorry, I was like, how the fuck did I forget that iconic queen's name? Stacy Lane Matthews. Apparently, according to her, after that fight with Mimi and Shangela, there was a two-week break.
1: Oh, wow. Like, huh.
2: Because they drew blood. Oh damn. oh, damn. Like, it was like they pared that down, apparently, severely. And this is from one queen's perspective. But, like, they apparently pared that down extremely because they, like, got into a fight fight and they like oh, took wow. a break wow. for two weeks so it probably would not be the first time that they shut down mid-production because of a whole situation first time because of a fucking pandemic mind you but not the first time and what's really Jeez. interesting about drag race is that this is kind of a almost pandemic ready show when you think about it because
3: yeah.
2: they don't have costumes or wardrobe people. The queens are their own costume slash wardrobe people. Unless we're talking promos. You might have a stylist that's going to pull some stuff. To like, you know, kind of polish up the situation. Uh, for the promo looks. And for probably like the, uh, you know, that meet the queen situation that they do. The live meet the queen situation. Not the videos that they record. So yeah. probably for that too. You might have a couple of costume people. But production wise, they're their own wardrobe people. They're their own makeup people. They're their own hair people. All you need is a few PAs, camera, crew, someone for RuPaul, someone for Michelle, and it's probably the same people that they had before, um, probably a stylist for Andrew Carson. Um, the celebrities probably come, the celebrity guests probably come with their own stylist. If they don't, they might have somebody on staff that can help them out with that situation. Other than that, you're probably good to go. Yeah. In a pandemic situation, like, Drag Race is a pretty solid brick to stand on already because of the sheer fact that their talent also provides other services that other talent does not
0: i can't wait for the makeover challenge this season to just be i
2: don't
0: know make michelle visage look good
2: are they gonna do the thing that they did in season what was it season nine where it's like just cast and crew like we've got these people here it's good We've I have already quarantined. I
0: kind of hope they don't do a makeover challenge this year.
2: <sighs> I, but I, 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 that's a big... You either... If you're a Drag Race fan, you either like the makeover challenges or you don't like the makeover
3: challenges.
0: And my, I like
2: the makeover challenges. They're fun.
0: My problem... I, look, conceptually, I like the makeover challenges. If it's going to be a season 12 thing where it's like, Oh, but we don't want anybody to feel bad because they're the ones that sent the person home.
2: Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. Uh, the whole makeover situation. Apparently, the one thing that a lot of people that don't like those challenges is because the judging seems to be really inconsistent. But to be fair, that's like all of Drag Race. Yeah, yeah.
0: There is so one judge. There. There's one judge that matters. It's and it's you know it's the one whose name is on the show.
1: Also, oh. I'm just going to throw it out there. All this has been super interesting and great, and I'm going to have to keep all of this in the intro, so I'm just going to start the intro now. Welcome to the main stage of Ruthless Aggression! Pro Wrestling.cool's podcast covering RuPaul's drag race and the wide world of drag culture beyond RuPaul's purview. Heck of a show for y'all this week, and let us not waste any more time. I'm your host, John Gavraksky Maxwell, joined as always by Oscar Bernard. You know what they say about third premieres. What's that, Oscar?
0: Well, things always go down then. <laughs> <laughs> An,
1: extra, An special extra special guest, special guest judge, judge Yubi. Yubi! Hi! My name is Yubi Yubi Aringo.
2: I also go by Janara at some point in time. Uh, what the fuck ever. Uh, I'm, uh world renowned fashion expert no I'm kidding
1: <laughs> Robert, I mean I, compared to I, us I, yes, yes absolutely.
2: absolutely compared to Carson Kresley also yes sorry <laughs> sorry. Oh <my. laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry I was never a Carson Kresley person I'm a Clinton Kelly person um, I, look like, as long
1: as you're not a Santina Rice person it's all good
2: oh fuck him no <laughs> are you kidding me this project runway reject please like no But uh, fashion person, makeup person, um, I do cons, I do cosplay situations, I've been a part of the South Florida cosplay community for over 10 years, Uh, (laughs) and then I was in Ohio for a hot minute as well, but that's a whole other story, Uh, and I have a day job like anybody else does.
1: And you (laughs) now have the ultimate night job, you're here on this Drag Race show, where we talk about... The best worst television show on television.
2: The best worst television show on television. And
1: this unlike is... <laughs> again, unlike Monday Night Raw, which is just the worst worst show on television. <sighs> yeah, this is this is a bad show, but it's my bad show. This is our exactly. bad show.
2: Yeah, exactly. 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 This is my bad fuckery, and the thing is, I love the bad fuckery that knows it's bad fuckery, and the then the bad fuckery that just doesn't know it's bad fuckery. So I mean,
1: arguably, the, the bad fuckery that doesn't know is bad fuckery is the best. Yes! Except unless unless Vince McMahon's involved. Okay, fair. Okay, yeah, true. You got me there.
2: Full disclosure, I barely know anything about wrestling. I know enough.
1: It's okay, so do we.
2: Yeah. Well, like, I, don't
1: I mean, it. have you listened and to the, the Idiot's Guide? The, the whole point of that, that show is that we don't know what the fuck we're talking about, <laughs> and yet we're going to say it anyway because it will make people that no longer work for this website angry. John, that might be why they no longer work for this website. I'm not sure. John, Owen doesn't
0: release the numbers, but I can definitively say no one listens to the Idiot's Guide.
1: We made a good job of, of that. <laughs>
2: I, don't, I I don't know what to tell you. I just I and also, i guess I'll mention this. How I got connected with these fine gentlemen is because I know another fine gentleman that they also do podcasting with. Yes. A fine yeah. gentleman that may be listening to this right now and probably wondering what the fuck I'm doing, but
1: A fine gentleman that was our nominee for worst person of twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Inform me about this. Uh. Um, he added
1: himself to uh to our. He had he once had editing privileges on our uh, running document for for the best and worst of wrestling, uh, for the for the website, and he added himself to best non in ring performer for the retromania soundtrack, and. Uh, because we were so angry at him for adding himself, especially when I was like, "Well, look, I feel kind of uncomfortable about like giving an award to our friend, but I do really like the Retromania soundtrack, so I'm willing to have like an honest debate about this." And then finding, "Wait, he put himself on there? Oh, fuck this!" And so we just, and so we just nominated him for uh, all of our worst of awards. Oh
3: my god. <laughs> I'm gonna I, message
0: him b- I, believe, I believe I believe at one point the like phrase was I believe at one point the phrase was uttered. We really have to have a discussion if Rhythm Bastion is really worse than Joey Ryan.
3: <laughs> <What>?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the answer was no. Just to be very clear, the answer was no. Nobody is worse than Joey Ryan except for Vince McMahon. Congratulations Vince McMahon, worst person of twenty twenty.
2: Clap clap, motherfuckers.
1: But let's talk about let's talk
0: about the Vince McMahon of the Drag World.
1: No, we've already established it's the fabulous Moolah of the Drag World. It could be two things. <laughs> yes, you're right, it can be two things. Let's talk about the latest outpost in the fracking empire before we go on to this week's episode of Drag Race season thirteen. Y'all, I didn't watch it because I ain't paying for WoW Presents Plus like most people. But, apparently, Drag Race UK premiered! Yes.
2: Who is most people? You know damn well that out of the three people that are in this podcast, I'm the one homo that pays for WAP Presents Plus.
0: In my defense, I'm Canadian. I pay for OutTV Go.
2: Okay, fair. Fair. (laughs) But also, I am the one idiot that pays for WAP Presents. It's less than a latte!
1: It is less than a latte. It is
2: less than a latte. Less than a latte per month. Remember that ad campaign? I was like, I'm done. How the fuck are you gonna get people to pay for this shit? Also, and how you got people to pay for this shit was you put all the international franchises that they can't readily watch.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I, I will say, in fairness, I did know. I do know a bunch of people that did sign up for it when it was the only place you could watch Dracula.
2: Yes. No. Wait. Dracula was Dracula. Yeah. What presents plus at on one point? It was. I did not.
1: Uh, hmm. Now I mean, you just okay, have to I dig through that- the ditches. Yeah, it was, it was on there for like a minute, like maybe like the first season, or like the first two seasons before like it moved over to Netflix or wherever it is now.
2: It was on Netflix. And one, uh, it was on Netflix around a minute, and then it was No, it was on Amazon Prime! right because I, I was watching it because i had an amazon prime it comes free with my phone okay i'm like whatever so but i happen to have an amazon prime subscription so i watched it there uh and then it moved over to netflix then they had the resurrection thing on shutter and oh, now right and now i don't know where it is Dragon is having a hard time finding a home
1: i know it sucks
2: which is sad, because, like, I'm sorry. And maybe this is just because it's, like, you know, early nascent years or what have you. Dragula is kind of the superior drag show.
1: Absolutely. No, Dragula is much more creative and much more fun. Like, it's and it's not run by complete a complete psychopath that is trying to make the entire drag world revolve around themselves.
2: Yeah, like, that's the thing about the Boulets is that... They care about, like, pushing forward the Dracula franchise, pushing forward the brand. But not to the point where it's, like, sociopathic.
1: Yeah, like, they're just trying to have a good time and do their cool art and, like, be able to last out there and have the show succeed. Not, like, try to make the entire thing just based around funneling people into this perpetual machine of making them money.
2: Yeah, that is literally what it is, but the thing is, I guess how like RuPaul consoles herself at night is that I have launched more than 100 queens into international stardom which I'm like, no.
0: Yeah, under under the world of Wonder Banner
2: You've launched probably a solid group of say, 50 not even 50, like 30 queens into international stardom then say another 50 queens into national stardom and then say then, like the bottom, like twenty percent is like, well, I get a consistent slot at the local club. That's about it. Like, yeah. let's not kid ourselves here.
1: Or I get to be on House Hunters and a bachelorette <laughs> spinoff. Excuse me, <laughs> okay. that's part I'd of the absolutely in- horrible.
0: Excuse okay. me, are you implying okay. William Belly is not an
1: international star? I'm implying we'll talk more about this next time <laughs> when you actually watch that episode.
2: Okay, but to be
1: fair... Just a little teaser, teaser for the folks of coming content.
2: Of I mean, to be fair, that was like the first drag group, essentially the first Drag Race Queen, but the first drag group that ended up hitting the 14 million plus mark on YouTube... Something and after yeah, no. that they were like the first like queens to get really international gigs. Like it's very much common now. Ever since like Boss Events came under the World of Wonder umbrella, for them they're having tours in Australia, the UK, New Zealand, and Asia. And yes, I, I heard the lyrics house. for the song
1: Phenomenon from RuPaul's Drag Race Live, and we heard RuPaul pl- <laughs> plug getting your tickets to Boss Events now last week for the Work the World Tour. Again, really smart thing to be doing in the middle of a fucking global pandemic, Rue! It's okay, yeah. ru- I, think,
2: I think they left that in there because they still do the drive-in thing.
1: Maybe they'll
0: just get Valentina with her mask. <laughs> we'll just,
2: just throw Valentina in there like, with the mask. We'll be See, Yeah, they are doing the drive-in drag things, which personally I still think isn't all that safe because uh, both Brooklynites and Priyanka got the covid
1: after Ooh. a drive-and-drag
2: event, so... That's a thing. I just... I don't know how solidly those events are safe. They're safer.
0: As long as it's not harmful to the paying customers
1: and only harmful to the queens, Mama Ru will be okay with it. Again, this just sounds like everything that wrestling has been doing for the past year.
2: <laughs> okay, fair. That's a thing. and wrestling have so much more in common than... You would give credit for. Honestly. It's
1: the entire reason that we do this show is so we could do that one episode that was basically just dragon wrestling are the same thing. So fuck you. We're going to talk about drag race. <laughs> yeah. That's literally the first episode of the show.
2: <laughs> literally like Ernie. So like when Ernie started sort of like info dumping me on like a bunch of different narratives that like went out, went down in the wrestling world instead of clips and shit. That's when it hit me like, wait a minute. This is Boy Drax. What <laughs> the fuck? Like, and I was, just, and then I started like gobbling down as much as I possibly could until I got you know exhausted of it because I was like, well, whatever, I'm cool. Sasha Banks is cool. Asuka is fuck amazing. Fuck yeah, she is. Like, she, I'm just like you know, I know the like the factors. I know the key points. I know the ideas. Uh, am I a wrestling fan? 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 I'm. Mm, yeah, maybe. Like, you could call it that.
1: I mean, you're a, you understand drag, so yes, you understand it.
2: Yes, that's the whole point. <laughs> that's that's the, <laughs> and we've come full circle.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: Well, then let's bring it
1: all the way back full circle. I didn't watch Drag Race UK season two premiere, but y'all did.
2: Oh, Drag Race
1: man. UK fucking rules.
2: Everything. It is everything. I am in. I was in love with every single queen that walked in. Yeah, from the moment yeah. of in, because they're all just so—they know what they're doing. They know what they're in for. It's all so wackadoo and hilarious. It's just—it's—it's I,
0: it's like the thing with the UK thing is—it's a lot more. It's basically—it's like a season of comedy queens,
1: as it was it's last a lot year. More
2: self-aware. It's a yeah. lot more self-aware.
1: So, before you get to telling me about the Queens, one important question that I think I need to establish here. How much did Rue try to do the British accent again? Not as much as, uh... Not as much as he has in the past. Alright, you know what?
0: I can accept some growth. But he still opened up with the Hello,
1: governor!
2: Yeah, the whole America You gotta
1: give the people what they want. want. And for some reason... Instead he of, is American,
0: he's... American, red, white, and blue. Also, for some reason, they've tried to make the thing, Her Majesty done already had herses.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean... I know I'm just standing here shrugging angrily, and I know this doesn't play on an audio <laughs> podcast, but I just need to explain what's happening here, because I'm not going to stop. It,
2: it's, it's, it's like the angry T-pose.
1: Yeah, like... It's definitely better than last year. Also
0: better than last year, uh, I think Graham Norton has started explaining to RuPaul what some of the British references are.
2: I think That's nice. So. Which
0: because... Good. Because I definitely remember some British people getting real fucking mad at RuPaul for, for commenting that this doesn't make any sense and then a bunch of people saying this is like a reference to a very... From a dead popular British piece of iconography.
3: Yeah.
1: Which, again, it, it's strange to me that, like, RuPaul would be so unaware of some of the things, and yet they lean into things like, you know, I'm assuming they still do the RuPeter badge. Yes. Yes.
2: yes. Which, because this is on the BBC. They can't do a money grant prize so the prize is an all expense trip paid um, trip to Hollywood to work with the producers of RuPaul's Drag Race
0: I mean hey the Vivian gets to have a show where now she just does Alec Baldwin's bit for BSNL
1: I am not gonna lie I am kind of interested in signing up for WoW Presents <clears throat> Plus just to watch this Trump Does Things show <laughs> I've heard it's not bad. And it's a bag
2: of chips. Which, yeah, that totally is gonna make me feel good that I basically have to share my grand prize with the runner-up.
0: No, third place.
2: I... I guess yes? Bagot
0: didn't make it to the final lip sync!
2: Wait, she wasn't in the final lip sync? That's right!
0: Yeah, because the UK is a smart show and it's like, a three-person lip sync's a bad idea. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of over any lip syncs that are over to people.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: just don't. I, I, I don't know if this is my ADHD ass or what have you, but like it's just too much all over the place. I can't, I can't gauge who's. Winning or losing or... I just... I can't gauge anything off of
1: that. And also, does it help with the way that they edit the show where they basically just focus on one queen at one point and it's just like, alright, I can't really get a sense of who's, like, actually doing well because most of these moves you're showing me are just kind of boring. And, like, the problem as well is it's just like...
0: They do, like, the three, the three queen lip syncs they've done have been stuff like Bang Bang or Lady Marmalade. But the nature of a lip sync for your life means that you're not each just going to take one part of the song. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. You know, you can't work together in a lip sync that's a competitive lip sync.
2: Exactly. Yeah, so, like, what are we doing here? And hey, the moments that people have worked together in a competitive flip sync have worked. I mean, yeah. who else isn't still pregnant from season three with Raja and um, Carmen Carrera? I mean, I'm still making that baby now. It's why I'm fat. But, like, <laughs> I'm just like, you know, when it works, it works. But when it doesn't, it doesn't. And it's never worked when it's more than two people. Yeah. So why are because we even,
1: Yeah, because you can never even get like that competitive, interesting stuff. And even when you do get, get that, that that like working together stuff, it still is just going to boil down to one person winning, unless like the few times that Mama Rue's just been like, "No, nah, you can both stay." I don't know.
2: Yeah, it's like you can both stay. The only time i I've literally uh, the only time a double Shantae has ever been any sense of valid to me and people could definitely argue if it isn't or it is, that's perfectly fine it was with Alyssa and Roxy other than that, I just I've never seen one where I was solidly like yeah, I wanted them both to stay uh, like,
1: no, that's fair yeah.
2: I've never seen one that was like solidly, absolutely, like they both deserve to stay
1: if anything, I feel like I've just seen more ones where I feel like, this should have been a double limb
2: yeah I've s- yes, I've seen more so double limbs that weren't that certainly deserved to be a double elimination. That double chantez that really deserved to be a double chante.
1: Yeah, yeah. That one from season ten the the double the double chante was just
2: eh. I mean, it
1: was fine. I'm glad they both uh, stayed, but eh, it's not like it's not like, like it was a great lump sync.
2: Yeah, it, 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 and honestly, a good portion of the time when those double chantez happen, it's because there happened to be a, a slot. That they could fill. So because they have a spare episode. So sometimes it feels like it gets cajoled in because it's like, well shit, we really have one more episode do do left, and I don't want to make it into a clip show. I will if we have to. Like
1: Yeah, like that's uh, what it seems. Well, hey, at least they figured it out this year by just making three fucking premieres. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Check it out, our premiere is longer than like fucking the the, the fucking Irishman or some shit
2: (laughs) oh my god no but okay to be fair to be fair I do like the split premieres because I feel like you get to know the queens a bit more you get to kind of really jive more with the personalities in a full blown premiere I definitely understand a full blown premiere but also that does come down to editing because obviously UK was not a split premiere
0: and and you still got to know everybody
2: I feel like I know everybody. I feel like I, I, with the split premieres US wise, I feel like I get to know the Queens a little bit more and I get to sort of put my stake down. I don't know if it's maybe just because like the standard of editing is like different because it's like BBC and it's like UK style situation. The frame rate even looks a little different. Like everything is just different.
0: It's also got no commercials.
2: Oh, yes, no commercials, because it's the BBC, and so public money. So we're literally getting public money to do this fuck shit, and I love it!
0: As I messaged to uh, John as it happened, they did a lip-sync to Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood, a song banned by the fucking BBC, and now the British government is paying a drag queen to do a wanking motion while saying the word, Come a Bunch. (laughs)
1: Sometimes our hell world is actually pretty cool. Look. Yeah. Look, you know, know, British hell world seems maybe a little bit better.
3: Yeah,
1: Yeah. so, as as normal. It's it's, it's still horrible, fucked up, racist, and falling the fuck apart, but eh, they got some fun things on the telly. Yeah. But, um... They got some fun things
0: on the television. Yeah, like, also... Like I, you know, it, is it just me or does like, because UK feels very much like the mid seasons of drag, like five to season five to seven of of US. Yes. And it's I working. don't know, and I wonder how much of that is just me, my mind thinking this as well. Like,
1: well, they're doing a photo shoot challenge. Like, what well, the- I mean, it makes sense for, you know, to do a photo shoot challenge in the one place where, like, the magazine stint industry still exists.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, literally. But that's the thing, is, like, I definitely see where Oscars coming from, because five through seven, that is when it was still sort of classic Drag Race. Yeah. But the budget yeah. was way more solid at that point.
1: Yeah, it was like the tail end of of it, of his run on logo where they had a lot more money to play with. They were getting a lot more or er, eyeballs and a lot more advertising. Like, you know, they they done like they they'd added Untucked. They were doing fucking drag race U like but it was it was still the underground period, but, like, they could fucking go.
2: Yeah, they had, like, a solid set of money that they could work with and actually do things with. With UK, because of the fact that the American franchise already had an established audience and established everything in the UK, the Queens were touring the UK frequently, with, especially with, like, Holy Trinity and all that, there was a solid audience readily there. It's just... The, from what I hear, the BBC was really the only one that was really willing to get with the whole ass program,
0: which is kind of surprising. That's like I honestly would have thought. Yeah, ITV would eat this dumb bullshit reality show up.
2: Yeah, which is so weird. I thought that too. It was like, what was ITV not down with that the BBC was?
0: Maybe the BBC's just trying to seem cool again
2: fair or i don't know maybe they maybe the bbc allotted more money than itv would have or any other like that to be fair i don't know a lot about channels in the uk but like or any other station would have maybe they would have been able to just a lot more budget because it is run by the public government yeah it is government money the UK, like british people taxpayers money is being used for this and that's what kind of fucks my mind a little bit
0: it makes me really happy because I, I have family in England that would very much not be down with this, and it makes me really happy that well you paid for it.
2: Whoop! Your taxpayer money went for this. I mean, sorry, like you know what are you supposed to fucking got him? Do? Got him, son. Like, like <laughs> but yes, UK is fabulous. I'm in love with taste.
1: Yeah, I was gonna ask, who's standing out to you after after this first episode? I mean
2: I'm in love with taste.
1: T- um uh, Lawrence Cheney, very much a front runner. Front
2: runner. Lawrence Cheney
0: The fact that the, the fact that Ellie Diamond makes everything herself as well.
2: Does her hair too.
0: Yeah, like yeah. that fucking PVC outfit she was wearing was phenomenal.
2: Which, it's so funny, the whole Dennis the Menace thing, the whole oh, yes. effect thing. Because like when it's like Dennis the Menace, I, I, it took me a hot minute to be like, oh no, this is the UK one, yes. not the
0: American one. I would love to know how many Americans looked at that and thought, that's not Dennis the Menace. I'm I sure a lot.
2: Yeah, I saw a couple of reviewers that were like, I was a little confused at first, but then I looked into it. But literally, created around the same time? Yeah. The creators had never, ever, ever met. Ever.
0: I just remember, so my father, because my father's English, and he emigrated in the early 80s. And I remember him saying, when he came to Canada, there was a Dennis the Menace film. And he saw, and he was so confused. He's like, this is one of the worst adaptations I've ever seen. This is nothing like... Wait,
1: see me? Wait, Wait, like like the the live action film from the 90s? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I saw that shit in theaters as a kid, and it was just like this isn't Dennis. This isn't the character <laughs> I grew up with,
1: and it turns out it wasn't. Yeah,
2: And it absolutely was not. Like,
1: <laughs> it was our it was our dumb bullshit one. Um,
2: but yeah, like, I, I I love when queens take a concept and make this so like just take a random ass concept. Manila Luzon does this frequently. You take just a very campish concept that shouldn't look. Good, but you drag it up and you glam it up, and it looks so good. And that's what Ellie Dalgard was doing there. She, she, you took a concept yeah. that nobody would ever think you could put a drag, and then made it drag, and made yeah. it fashion, and made it look good. Like that's the key there. That's why like I Manila Luzon is one of my favorite queens ever.
0: You know, like obviously Estina is incredible, like absolutely I... gorgeous.
2: Yes. I actually, I did have sort of, like, I guess, low hope for Estina, because to me she felt very streetwear, but not yeah. drag streetwear. Like, it wasn't amped up to the 11th degree, like I typically expect for drag, but the entrance look she did, I was like, okay, if this is solid, but it's, like, still a little too streetwear for me. It's, like, it's a little too pedestrian. Mm-hmm. Then... That the two looks she did on the runway, I was like, okay, here we go.
0: I, I think, and they called it out, they called it out as well, but the fact that Estina is able to give off such femininity while wearing very little makeup as well.
2: I know, right? That's the thing that's crazy. I'm like, I think, I think Estina's wearing about maybe slightly more makeup than I would for, like, a formal event. Yeah. And is giving so much fish right now. I don't know what it is. Because, like, if you see her out of drag... You don't necessarily catch on to an idea that they're, like, feminine. I mean, they definitely got those cheekbones. <laughs> like, they've got a situation going on, but not necessarily. Like, she's not a Farah. She's not, a, like, a Farah. She's not a... I'm trying to think of, like, other queens that just have such soft faces that are just so easy to work with. Like,
0: like a Gigi like, Good, or...
2: Yeah, not a Gigi Good. Not necessarily, like, a Valentina. Like, you yeah. know, that kind of thing.
0: Oh, look, out of of drag, like, Estina definitely looked very masculine.
2: Yeah, like a solid rock. But for some reason, I think they've mastered that situation enough where they know where to put the paint on the right places. Yes. So you don't have to do a lot to look like you're doing a lot. That's mastery.
0: My other other one that I'm really into, just, uh, you know... I'm not expecting them to go super far, but I do really love Ginny Lemon.
2: Oh, Ginny Lemon! Fancy a slice!
0: (laughs) And and I think also just... This kind of speaks to one of the big differences between the UK one as well, of just, like, I don't think anybody in the US would have visible chest hair. Yeah, because... Yeah.
2: Crystal did it last season, but that was UK. Yeah. Yeah, for some reason, we're just not down for the chest hair thing, because that's something in, like, you know, national sort of drag sphere is considered to be lazy, and I'm like... I don't give a fuck. See, yeah. When it comes to like that kind of expression, like one of the best local drag queens out here is Cui Flatina. Yes, her name is Cui Flatina. <laughs>
1: That's really good.
2: And she's got like a full blown motherfucking beard. The last um, drag queen of the year, ultimate Miami Drag Queen of the Year winner. Like, I don't think this is associated with like an actual like national pageant situation, like if it's continental or what have you. I don't know if you know much about like the pageant systems down here no it's a lot miss continental is like top tier like that is top tier tends to be won more so by trans women than Hmm. cisgender men in drag but that's like a top tier like pageant system there's also miss uh gay america (laughs) which that's the whole coco and uh Alyssa situation, Miss Gay U.S. survey Entertainer of the Year situation. So that's a big, I don't know if it's associated with any of those chains, but our last winner, Carla Croqueta, yes, her name is Carla Croqueta, <laughs> was a Good beard name. queen too. So, like, the chest hair situation is something that is dismissed as actively lazy, but we have title winners that are with full-blown beards at this point.
0: I, so think it's, I think it's just a case of... RuPaul has a specific definition of what drag is and especially in the American one it's like, no drag, and like hey look at the fact that Drag Race seems to just you know really seems to prefer people that give off more femme looks and
1: yeah yeah, absolutely I mean shit, like you know fucking Beard queens can be absolutely yeah, amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah like, like one of my line one line of my local queens, queens I love, like Lady Berica Andrews, is, uh, <laughs> is a beard queen. And they're just <laughs> always pulling off fucking pulling awesome, awesome looks. Look. But yeah, I mean RuPaul Look, we've said it before and we'll say it again. RuPaul has a very specific image of what drag is and does a lot of things to make sure that that image is retained even if they're having to fight against the fucking tide. I think it says a lot that, like, you know, when they finally give it it in to having a trans man on, it is someone who is very, you know, femme twink like Gottmik. Yep. And I say that as someone that loves Gotmic.
2: Yeah, no, I, I also readily understand that and acknowledge that as someone who also loves Gotmic. And I've known of Gotmic pre and post transition. So, talented makeup artist then, still a talented makeup artist now. I don't know yeah. what the fuck was the difference. Yeah, we just, you know, yeah. I know it's like it's been a like a hard hill to fucking climb to get a trans person, a trans woman on the show coming in as a trans woman, trans woman, trans woman. You know, that, that's mm-hmm. the thing with the whole situation with Peppermint. And I'm not going to absolutely I'm most certainly not saying that whole thing that Rue said where it's like, well, Peppermint didn't have boobies yet. No. But she did not come into the workroom. Yeah. She did not come into the workroom absolutely announcing to the world I am a trans woman. It was something that was brought up mid season. I want to have a queen who is a trans woman come into the season that isn't like a historical pullout like like Gia or Sonique that is full blown in their truth in this moment as of now. This is who I am acknowledged it and full-blown in my truth like that kind of situation and Rue can't handle that however I imagine that Rue can handle at this point because of so much cajoling could handle a trans man it's like okay fine it's a dude you're telling me it's a dude it's a dude okay whatever like it's very that
1: yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, it's it's like exactly what we saw with fucking Gia Gunn, where you know, basically all the talk around that season is no, Gia Gunn was very critical and like called out Rue to her face about her treatment of trans people on this show and her using and and Gia Gunn feeling like she was being used as a tokenization. And weird, none of that made the show, and Gia Gunn was edited to look like a fucking prick.
2: Yeah, yeah. And mind you, I don't. Considering the whole COVID situation with Gia, with with Gia, who the fuck is Gia? Uh, <laughs> the whole COVID situation with Gia. I would not be surprised if in person, if anybody knows Gia, would feel understand and believe that Gia is a fucking cunt. Yeah, but it is just you know oh so convenient that the trans woman that reportedly did say called you out of your fuck shit is also the person that is consistently being edited to look like a cut.
1: Yeah. yeah, weird how literally every single scene you have of them is being shady and angry and calling someone out.
2: And although, to be fair, I wasn't even mad at it. That was some good fucking TV. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's she great. She knows how to make good TV. She knows how to make good fucking TV. She knows how to be that heel.
1: Reality show is her business, and business is booming.
2: Exactly. So, like, that's the thing. I don't even give a shit that, like, that's a thing. It was like it was very much a, I know what kind of show I'm making. Let me go make this show. Like, I can't brick Roger her for that. At all. Yeah. At all, please. But yeah, it was like, the whole situation with her, the whole situation with Peppermint, where, like, while the one interview essentially implied that, like, well, you know, but she didn't have boobies. That means that they weren't a trans woman at that time. And then also, historically, Carmen didn't come out as trans until after the show and then because of that Jiggly was essentially told and encouraged by other contestants like hey Bianca I know you're Bianca but can you kind of just like hold it back in for the show that was Carmen's storyline you don't want to go with Carmen's storyline
3: yeah oh, fucking lady.
2: like that kind of gig like you know, and then uh, with so, and then what's so It was it came like I f- think she came out during the reunion situation, and then they kind of forgot about her ever since. Even though she's fucking stunning. Oh wait, no, yeah. she so was on the holiday, Sle- uh, the holiday sleigh spectacular. The <laughs> the edit of the theme song for the holiday spectacular. And they're like ho 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 ho. I'm like okay, that needs to be it forever. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck not? <laughs> There's other fuck shit that we do that doesn't make sense. Why not that? Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So kind of Drag Race UK?
0: Yeah. Like, it, you know, again, it's it's a good crop of contestants. The You know, I appreciate just how dry the shade is in the UK.
2: <laughs> I appreciate the humor. Like, yeah. Um, Taste, Tia Coffee, Gina Len- uh, Ginny Lemon. Like the only one that's kind of, I guess, a little bit reserved would be um, Bimini. Yeah, but More even reserved,
0: like Bimini, and they kind of alluded to it. Bimini has so much personality in those vignettes.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. I, so, I, like, I don't know. It's like I feel like I don't know if it's not coming through in the edit, but she's having a little bit of a reserve mode. Plus, she wasn't the. Oh shit! <laughs> the spoilers.
0: I feel like kids? this is a spoiler zone that we can talk about. Yeah. Talk
2: about. Can we cross to no, spoiler fine. territory? Yeah. yeah. So like, um... Yeah. I don't care. Bimini was in the bottom, so there's also that going on. So.
1: And I, but Bimini again, bottom <laughs> Edi- me. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm editing that out. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why don't do it? <laughs>
1: editing it out <laughs> but uh yeah
0: and and hey the only other person i was kind of disappointed in was joe black just because i kind of expected a lot more from them
1: i'll meet joe black my favorite
0: movie they made a meet joe black joke don't worry
2: god damn it <laughs> <laughs> that was clever nope i there, bud.
0: i can't believe joe black is only 30
1: How? I mean, look, I'm just gonna say it not to transition into the next topic here, but since they brought it up on the show, I can't fucking believe Rosé's only 31! Rosé's
2: 31? Oh, sis.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Rosé looks
0: fucking hit! And, like, I, I do think... I do think... I'm actually, you know, just looking at the ages of the queens on the show, I'm surprised at how older skewing UK is, relatively speaking.
2: Really? Yeah, it is, honestly, but that's that's the thing is, like, well, okay, I guess like, cutting through the talent pool, so to speak, when it comes to Drag Race UK, which might you, I don't know, well, wait a minute. Have you guys seen that Drag Rescue show?
0: No. No.
2: There's, like, a drag rescue show in, like, the UK where they, like, take someone and they put them in drag, you know, do the whole... It's like the... You remember the We're Here show with um, Eureka? Kind of. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah. In that same vein. In that same vein. They do it on uh... But I don't know if they do it on uh, BBC or if they do it on ITV or what have you. Uh... But I'm like surprised none of those queens have cropped up just yet. Maybe season three, who knows? Like a cheddar gorgeous, somebody from Holy Trinity, that kind of thing. They haven't really cropped up in that end. Joe Black is definitely a legend. Yeah. A cabaret yeah. legend situation.
0: You wanna talk you wanna talk crazy age shit? age shit? Veronica Green is four years older than Joe Black.
2: Wow. <laughs> like <laughs> Veronica Green looks very like
0: Veronica Green looks twelve.
2: Yotica Green looks like a baby, <laughs> like a babaroo. Like, like I, and I, I,
0: I, of... I do want I do wonder with Joe Black if this is like the UK wrestling thing where it's like, yeah, everybody prominent in the drag world has just been doing this since they were like five years old, and. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I was about to say what it, it's like. It's but. Thirty, but also doing cabaret situations for ten years. I mean, in the UK, you can drink when you're 18,
0: right? Yeah, like if she yeah. start, like she said, 13 years, which means yeah, she's been doing this since she was 17, which checks out. That, that does.
1: tracks. Like especially tracks. in the UK.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, you know, like like, like, you, like we said, Pete Pete Dunn, who is a 24 year old, has been wrestling since he was 12. Yeah. I don't know how that's legal, but okay, I guess you can do that in the UK. I mean,
0: hey, you can pose topless in the
1: sun when you're sixteen. You can post topless on an Eric Clapton album when you're like twelve.
2: I mean, I don't know. I mean I'm in Miami and it's like I got
1: do <laughs> You can apparently consensually have sex with Marty Skrull. <laughs> oh.
2: What? Wrong show <laughs> <laughs> Nope, No! No! nope, no. bring it back, bring it back, bring it back.
0: We already it's did the sherry pie bit. The...
2: No! <laughs> it's hard to yell with the Borels in your mouth. No. Uh, but, but, you yeah. know,
0: I, I was really disappointed, though, when it's like, yeah, Joe Black, fucking, yeah, cabaret legend. Okay, you're in a lip sync. And then she just fucking Charlie hides it.
2: Yeah, that's what I felt very, it's, like...
0: It's like, have you just decided, you know what? I'm, just, I've, I've done. I'm in the bottom in the first week. I can't be bothered with this shit.
2: That's what I was wondering too, in the sense of like, ooh, was this a too big for your britches moment? Was this a like a you're exhausted moment? What was going on here? Because you're gonna tell me Cabaret legend and you can't pull out a Frankie Goes to Hollywood lip sync? Like, girl, I mean.
1: Yeah, how is. Yeah, in no world is relaxed the song of subtlety. I mean, the only thing I could possibly think of, you know, having not seen the episode, is maybe it's just a matter of, like, you know, they were so. They so thought they had this that they just didn't even prepare a lip sync because they're Mm. like, I'm not going to be in the bottom. Yeah, and they were wearing, like, a giant
0: Elizabethan gown that's not easy to move in with no Mm. tear away aspect. Mm.
2: So. There, yeah, there was that. Although there was like I like, think a clip in, a, un like um not untucked. They don't have untucked. But like in the in the
0: queen's untucking backstage.
2: Queen's untucking backstage. Like the you're they did, like, that... only getting half
0: the story then. No Ooh, no no. no they that... put the other half the story in the show.
1: Girl. In
2: the show, in the middle of the girl. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sick of that. And it's I, the worst. I, and I it's abuse girl on a frequent basis. I abuse the fuck out of girl and yeah, squee, like, out on a frequent basis and even I'm like, okay, come on.
1: Yeah, but you don't say it in the weird monotone (laughs) cadence that they use for the Untucked commercial break.
2: Girl. And only
1: that one version that sounds like the person doesn't even really want to be saying it.
2: Yeah, like, could you just vary it up a little bit? Like, you know, give me a, like, what the fuck ever, like, phrase that you have. Like, you don't... Know, fine, give me a, like, she already done had herses. Like, give me a, like, a whatever.
0: Just, just, yeah. just you reuse that clip of, of, of yelling, this isn't RuPaul's best friend race!
2: Like, yeah, let's like, vary one. it yeah. up a little bit. Shake it up a little bit. What the fuck ever. But that same clip every single time is just kind of, like... And the thing is, is, like, this, the nouveau Untuck, because Untuck has essentially three eras. There is... Like a un- regular untucked that we used to have, where it was basically the sort of like mega edited clip show that essentially started when, and this is my presumption essentially started when Morgan McMichael's bitch, I am from Chicago moment happened and they got that on camera and they were like, We have to do something with this fucking shit. What the fuck are we doing? This is gold. We're gonna.
1: We gotta lean into this.
2: Exactly. And that's. I I believe that that is the birth of Untucked. Absolutely. And then we go from that to basically throwing it on YouTube with this really weird, like, film noir editing going
0: on. (laughs) I forgot about the fucking.
1: Oh my god. Film noir.
2: I did not understand that. I really was, like, over Untucked when they started doing that shit because I was, like,. What is this? And it's not even on TV anymore. Fuck this. And then what was it? I think it was was it season nine or season ten? I think it was season nine. I thought it was.
1: Uh, I thought it was ten, but eh, maybe. I, I, I nine is the one that I stopped watching because I was I was so bored by eight. Being look season eight. I love Bob the drag queen. Bob the drag queen is wonderful and amazing. Bob the drag queen was the only one that tried that season. Uh, <laughs> yeah. John. You John, Derek Barry got better. You know what? Yeah, I do forget that that was the Derek Barry season. Yeah. Also because I remember it as the fucking Thorgy season. I fucking Thorgy! I like Thorgy. Oh, Thorgy Thorge Thor-G, Thor-G.
0: Look. There was that there was that lip sync in Roller Skates?
2: Could
1: have been better.
2: It's she- kind of funny how, like, lip sync and roller skates seems like such a memorable headline moment, yet I don't think anybody I talk to about Drag Race remembers that shit. Yeah. I remember... Like
1: you, the- you say that, and I and I think about it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Like, wait, no, I'm just thinking of the music video to Blow by Beyoncé. <laughs> no, because it was, it was roller skates, it was that cool-ass all-denim outfit that I really liked. Well, of course you would love a Canadian tuxedo.
2: I mean, fair Um, Yeah, it was very like You know All the factors are supposed to come together To make this good Especially because it was like 100th episode 100th queen situation
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And then it just kind of
0: went Admittedly I do have to say that Eight holds a nostalgic place because it is the first season
1: of Drag Race I actually watched as it happened.
2: Fair. No, that's fair. That is fair. I mean,
1: I feel like that's always the thing, is your favorite is always going to be the one that you watch, the first one you watch live, which is probably why Six is my favorite, even though I will still argue Six was the last really good one. You know, like...
2: I will argue that too,
0: honestly. I still, I got really happy that one Christmas when the lush... Had uh, kimchi as their spokeswoman.
2: Yes, they had kimchi, shay, and detox. Right, the whole lush situation. The one in my like,
0: the one crazy. in my mall only had the kimchi ads.
2: Oh well, I mean, yeah. No, but I, the, the, that's the, I tend to frequent the drag race subreddit, mm. which is. <laughs> Crazy when uh, Drag Race started acknowledging Reddit and was like, "Hi Reddit," I'm like, we're like all losing our minds, like, ah, <laughs> that's like, us! Oh my god! Oh my god! Everybody, play cool, play cool, play cool. Like was, we're on the show! Oh my god! It was very that. It was very that, and it wasn't even like on TV. It was like someone threw fro- 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 it on Twitter of like, "Hey, send us your blah 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 blah." Hi Reddit, I'm like, ah. <laughs> But like it, it was very that.
0: <laughs> but uh, but yes, I have taken on the mantle of the world's only Derek Berry fan. <laughs> Someone had to.
2: <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Like somebody has to, right? Like
0: I believe my flair on the Drag Race Reddit is still Derek Berry All Stars Five. <laughs> Derek
2: Berry. oh Derek Barry. What's sad is I liked Derek Barry better on All Stars Five, but. Derek Only Barry
1: also to deserved to go home first.
2: Yeah. As, we,
1: as we've as we established, Derek Barry showed a lot of growth, a lot of range. I really appreciate it. We just wanted to see you do Britney! For God's sakes, this was the one time that it was like, No, just do Britney! Just do Britney, though!
2: And then, he were like, No, I know you want to see more. And I'm like, No, bitch! Stop! Girl, stop! No, we
1: don't! You have the whole rest of the show to do that!
0: This was... Just this was Derek.
1: Girl, please.
0: This and was then... the trap Derek Barry almost fell into during her Snatch Game, where she was like, I'm going to show range and not do Brittany. And Michelle Visage just had to be like, do Brittany, you fucking moron.
2: Yeah, I'm so glad that she did not fall for... I even forget... I, the only thing I remember was like something about like, oh, RuPaul, I sure do not have a penis. Like it was very bad. It's like that certainly is not something I've ever said. But like, <laughs> like, uh, I, that's like the I will. I forget who she was trying to do, and it's just like, girl, just do Brittany. If it ain't broke, don't fix it.
0: Hmm. I mean, it's, it's okay, no matter what I, I mean, there's a part of me that wanted to see something worse than fucking Ask Betty's Nancy Grace
2: Okay, fair I, But also like, And Nancy Grace never seems to go well for anybody So why are any, why is any Here's the thing snatch, uh, snatch Game, Kiss of Death Beyonce Nancy Grace, Gaga Kiss yeah. death does not work. Yep. Never happens. Don't fucking do it. Why are you trying? And every single queen that is like, "Oh, I'm gonna do it better." Never fucking does it better. Please, please.
0: I mean, hey, maybe maybe this year the snatch game will be like the All Stars Five snatch game where everybody was in the bottom.
1: But hey, you gotta you gotta say at least when everybody fucks up Beyonce, they always try a new angle. Like I'll still give them. It was pretty creative to have the angle of what if I add child abuser to Beyonce's <laughs> repertoire?
2: Oh my God. yeah that or like. Oh, Brooklyn Heights doing Celine Dion. Oh boy, or, or Evie oddly doing Whoopi Goldberg. Oh boy, like like oh. the like whammies of like what are you doing? Or like season two, Evie Wh- doing Camara Who Lee was Simmons? Who did
1: which one did the really bad Maya Angelou? Oh, that was on all. Oh. That was uh, Chi-Chi Devane.
2: That was Chi-Chi Devane.
3: Right.
2: Misspelled oh, her own name like, like, it's Shangela. Okay. Asking
1: first... Chi-Chi Devane, why does the case bird sing? I don't know.
2: Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> okay. You had one job! Okay, but the better Maya Angelou done by Monet Exchange. Oh, that was
1: fantastic. Yes. yes. But
2: the thing is, do you know what she based that shit off of? No. No. There's a series on YouTube by this girl named Patty LaHell. Called Got to Be Real. Mm-hmm. I've Gotta Send You This Clip. And it is amazing. So it is literally okay. It's like a Diva's roundtable moment. And it's like this girl and I think a couple of dudes. <laughs> and it's like the clip that they start with is like this clip of like Patty LaBelle doing cribs or some shit like that. And the thing is, she has spot on Patty LaBelle. And it's like it's always Patty LaBelle and and Aretha Franklin just going at each other, just reading each other the fucking filth, along with Mariah Carey, uh, um, who else? Rihanna, Beyonce. The Beyonce spot on too. <laughs> and um, Diana Well, it's Ross. good to know that
0: someone can do Beyonce. Just not on this show. Just not yeah. on
2: this show. <laughs> just not on this show. Just get the like. Just get the one random bitch that like got the like little. Lion toy and was like, "This is what Beyonce is gonna sound like when she does Nala" or some shit like that. Like talk to her or watch. Got to be real. I look. I have no qualms with queens taking on their material and making it their own for snatch game or for the reading challenge. Buy jokes. Buy jokes. You have a yeah. repertoire of queens that you can work with if you basically say, "Hey, I'm going on uh, to summer camp," you know, kind of thing. Buy jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Buy shit. Like, dude, like, as long as you're nobody, not, like, stealing jokes.
1: Yeah. Nobody hates Drake for having a Ghost Rider. We hate him for all the other shit. I, I think Pusha T hates him for that.
2: Well, Among Pusha T hates him for all the other shit. I mean, yeah, Pusha T hates him for a lot of fucking things. But, I mean, let's not get into rap beef in this podcast, tour. or this is going to go for six hours.
1: <laughs> okay. What is, the, what is the drag equivalent of the story of Adidon? Ooh. <sighs> While you ponder that, this is a great time to introduce the, the main topic of this week's episode of Ruthless Aggression, <laughs> the podcast that we do about a, res- about a drag race show on a wrestling <laughs> website, and an intro that I'm just going to keep making longer and more annoying look, to buy time. Look,
0: it's a Pro Wrestling Duck pro Cool production. Of course it's going to be like six hours long.
1: Fair enough.
2: Y'all should not have the, brought me on here.
1: No, this was exactly what we wanted.
2: <laughs> um, Drag Race Season 13,
1: Episode 3, the third premiere of the fucking year. <gasps> Yep. They even said it was the third premiere! They're calling it out! They've become self-aware! They need to be stopped! Oh, like, Lord. Drag Race is becoming Skynet!
2: Oh Lord. I mean with the franchises and oh god. No, don't let don't let me get started on the franchises, or we'll he here for eight hours. But like Thailand is the unsung hero of the Drag Race franchise. I'm sorry. Yep. Drag Race Thailand, unsung hero. Drag Race Holland they tried. They kind of got basically Holland's most famous gay and put him in drag. Essentially. But Envy Peru is amazing. And so many of those queens are talented, but Envy Peru was like... Oh. <laughs> like UK is great, especially because it's kind of the RuPaul's... But that's the thing. It's like if they have RuPaul in front of it, automatically it's just going to end up getting more money. Which rumor has it that uh, there might be a RuPaul's Drag Race uh, Australia or Down Under or Oceana or whatever the fuck you want to call it because uh, r- hmm. uh, I'm hearing rumors that uh, Michelle Visage is making her way down there to New Zealand. I mean, and look, If at, they, at the if same th- time, some certain queens are getting removed from posters for certain gigs.
0: If they, if they do Drag Race Australia and just make it a season-long homage to Priscilla, I might be into it.
2: Fair. I mean, he- they can't not do that. Like, could they not? So wait. Like, they can't not do that, though.
0: I mean, it okay. took them fucking, is, it took them fucking, what, like, ten years to to do finally for a lip-sync?
1: Is RuPaul going to be willing to take the trip down to Australia, or are they going to have Act be the knockoff RuPaul?
2: No, I think Ru is actually, actually doing it, because I think they're sending Michelle as basically the, like, it's they're kind of, I think, doing the same moves that they did with UK, where they're sending Michelle over first as kind of the scout, so to speak. Mm. And so I, and also Rue is a major Aussieophile. He loves Aussie culture. That's why he loved Courtney Act so much. Hmm. So I can't. Well, there we go. S- all, well, loved Courtney, hates her now, blocked her on Twitter twice. But wait,
1: right? <laughs> really? Let's
2: see. Oh, 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 you don't know that whole drama? like <laughs>
1: actually, I actually don't know this drama either.
2: No, it was the, the whole uh, uh, Granny Gate situation. You know, the word that rhymes with Granny Gate situation. And Courtney Hack oh, right. basically was like, "Uh, that's not cool. And Rue blocked her just straight up. Oh. That was the end of that relationship with like, wow, and Rue. But then she goes on to win big brothers. Who gives a shit?
1: Cognac, why you gotta have a face turn <laughs> I was I was enjoying not liking you and being like every time you come going oh god damn it cognac. Uh, now I have to like you because you're cool and fuck Rue god damn it sorry but no you know what <laughs> this is th- again this is the point of, of ruthless aggression making you question literally everything you have ever known
2: <laughs> fair enough but uh, yes, so Thailand is an unsung hero, Holland tried, Canada tried. I, I I but Canada tried, but it has a more different place in my heart because the lip syncs were essentially Radio Canada. Yeah, and but
0: also I I I wanted to like Canada's drag race a <laughs> lot more.
2: <laughs> Plus also it was historically the first time that a drag race alum had started. Essentially their own franchise, so to speak.
3: Yeah, um, but
0: also but also designed in a way of like Yeah, well we better make sure Brooklyn Heights has become a bigger star than RuPaul.
2: Yeah, it was very like Brooklyn Heights is the big sister latchkey kid that was left behind to babysit all the other kids that is what it was like to me it was like this is the big sister that ended up getting left behind to babysit all the children
1: yeah now we don't have to pay for a babysitter we have brooklyn heights to do it
2: exactly (laughs) because like literally i don't imagine brooklyn got paid to do that
0: at the very sheer honor I what what I will say though for Canada's Drag Race at the very least I never knew, I never knew how much I needed a lip sync to a disco version of Gordon Lightfoot's. If you could read my mind,
1: <laughs> that does
0: sound pretty good.
2: Which one was that? I forget which runway that was.
0: It was uh, it was the second one they did. Um, was
2: this no, was that was.
0: It was that when was they it was group. when they it was when they did the uh, Heritage minutes one.
2: Oh, that which I was confused on and I had to google that up. Because,
0: oh, oh, yes, that is such a ingrained in my fucking memory. The, like those heritage Roman ads fucking rule. <laughs> but like yeah, that is such a specifically Canadian thing. Yes,
2: yeah, so that's what I liked about it was that it definitely had they really imbued Canada in there and it didn't feel supremely forced, at least to me as a non
0: yeah, no, it, look there's a part of it that's like yeah, sure, this is, you know you're just hammering in the fact that you're in Canada, but also yeah, whatever, panda to us you've clearly, you've clearly done your homework at least on like you've picked out heritage minutes which is clearly something that's like okay, you're not just doing mounties and shit
2: yeah, you're not doing, like, the basic Canada shit that Americans would think is Canadian, like mountains yeah. and maple syrup and mooses and all that function. shit. It actually seemed, like, very much imbued in actual Canadian culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all the tracks are Radio Canada, which that's another thing that's very interesting about Canadian entertainment is that they have that major requirement of, yep. like, any production that is done in Canada, you have to have, like some amount of Canadian music used, Canadian anything used. So
3: I'm
0: I'm actually kind of surprised they got away with not doing any uh, French music.
2: You know, that is... yeah. I, that's the one thing was that they kind of... Well, I mean, I guess because they had Rita Vega do all the heavy lifting for that regard. They really did not yeah. get into the French-Canadian situation.
3: Well,
0: look, as a proud Torontonian, I will say... <laughs> Yeah, fuck the French. <laughs>
2: that,
0: they deserve to not be represented.
2: That, that tends to be the idea that I get from people who are not French Canadian. Go Leafs, go!
1: Sense. I can't believe a, the, a separatist Quebec drag race has been started. <clears throat>
2: uh oh! And is
1: trying and is trying to secede from World of Wonder. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's like oh the the, S- the, by, the like, FL Hanadus. Queens.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know Look I took six years of French immersion And I barely remember much of anything I mean I can You throw me in a francophone country I can manage but if
0: I, I'm the kind of way of, if I spend a week in Quebec It all comes flooding back But otherwise Nah And
1: that's why you don't go to Quebec Well my brother, my
0: brother lives Quebec. in Quebec So I, I have to go sometimes
1: Make him come down to you. He does. More often. Exactly. You're doing it right. You're doing everything you can to not have that come back. You know, you hey, you're doing everything you can to repress,
2: and that's all that matters. Look,
0: I'm doing the I'm doing the honorable thing and not wearing my leaf shirt in Quebec.
2: That's a thing? Like they're like they're absolutely not down with anything can, like like Anglo-Canadian.
0: Uh the the Leafs-Canadians is, like, a massive sports rivalry, which uh, has a lot of basis in the uh, Anglo-French stuff.
2: Oh, uh, okay. See, that's the thing. I don't know shit about hockey. it, Philly, coward. I was... <laughs> <laughs> that, I know, is a bad idea. See, what's funny is that no one, is,
0: no one in Toronto gives a shit about the Flyers. they're just mad at us
2: that's a very miami tampa situation so like yeah for some reason tampa is trying to get into a fight with miami as to who has the best cuban sandwich and it's like nobody's playing with you girl go home
1: why why would you have a fight about that i I feel like it's clearly gonna be miami ask
2: tampa ask tampa (laughs) Like, to be fair, like, that one clip from Big Mouth, which I don't know if that's a cardinal sin to mention that here, where she's basically like, they're basically like, you're gonna like men with this and big, sad brains and garbage dicks. And it's like, I'm gonna live in Tampa, Florida. And I'm like, that tracks. <laughs> that makes sense.
0: But yeah, the, um... Look, if I was to wear any sports jersey <laughs> in Philadelphia, I would assimilate with the culture and wear a 1993 Mitch Williams uh, Phillies jersey. What he's the pi- he's the pitcher that that threw the uh, walk off home run that let the Jays win the '93 World Series back to back.
1: I might add. Ooh, I'm glad. Just, Just for, for your sake, go. I'm glad Owen refuses to listen to this <laughs> show. <laughs> I,
0: I look. I made you mad yesterday with, my, with calling a Chicago pizza a pizza. Now I need to make Owen mad today.
2: Okay, but Chicago pizza, that's not a pizza. Like, if we're <laughs> thank
3: about,
0: you!
2: If we're talking about, like, the deep dish situation that everyone calls Chicago pizza, which I personally do not call that Chicago pizza, but, like, the deep dish situation that people call Chicago pizza, that's a casserole
1: yes thank you it has That's crust it has sauce you, you it mean. has
0: cheese it's it's structurally innovative but it's all the core of a pizza
2: it is all the core of the pizza but it's a casserole it's a pizza casserole it is essentially a pizza it's still
0: casserole. it's still in the pizza family
2: plus it's, it's basically was... lasagna <laughs> it's almost lasagna yeah
0: and you know what lasagna better than spaghetti <laughs>
2: Okay, yeah, I will say that. Lasagna is I, better Yes, than the, I you're
1: hundred percent correct there, but uh, I wouldn't compare pizza to spaghetti. <laughs> well, speak, <laughs> speaking
0: of speaking of people that should probably be cancelled, you wanna talk
1: about uh you wanna talk about the this week's episode of Drag Race finally? We probably should talk yes, about this week's episode yes, of Drag Race. Yes. Speaking of people that should be canceled. Season <laughs> thirteen, episode three I, I don't know what this episode's called again. Uh, I'm assuming uh, it's
2: probably uh, the the title of the yeah, song we are working on. Phenomenon.
1: phenomenon.
2: Phenomenon, yeah. Hooray! Which, going Great. back to the Drag Race franchise, is you be, don't know! Like, <laughs> I'm wondering if this is supposed to be the either the Work the World theme song or the Drag Race franchise. It's the theme song all from... All uh, the yeah,
1: the, it's the theme song to the Vegas show.
2: Oh, it is
1: Yeah, they, oh, okay. they 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 plug it later in the in the episode it, where they say it's the theme song to the Vegas show uh, and I mean I guess I'll I'll spoil this thing that I have written my my notes for that here of I felt a lot better than being like, Well, at least they're plugging a soundtrack instead of telling people to go see a live show during a pandemic.
0: It's a it's okay. Vegas is fine, just ask Chris Jericho. Oh
1: fuck. <laughs> we open this week's episode by joining the winner circle after the main stage, they're they're hanging out doing some stuff
2: and and, and and being winners, which Tina Berner points out that idea of like, "Wow, I mean with the other girls. They're like, back here, and they're like, down a notch I'm like girl."
0: this This winner circle loser circle thing seems so fucking manufactured.
2: This is yes, so... Yes, it is. And to be fair, a lot of people are very saying this is very Stanford Prison Experiment. I'm like, okay, 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 <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's a little much.
0: You know what? Well, I would no, watch... Not wrong. I would watch wrong? an old drag... Stanford Prison Experiment, The Rusical.
3: Oh my god! No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: prison experience <laughs> at the Rusa call oh.
2: <gasps> alright
1: I guess we know what we're doing for, for fantasy booking season 3
2: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but yes it's not like we basically told the winning queens to like basically like paddle the losing queens a few times or some shit like that okay yes they did it they only did it effect- to Elliot Elliot okay yeah they only did it to elliot a few times and the thing is to be fair considering that like night look that they put out elliot probably liked it but like (laughs) i'm I'm just saying like it it feels a little much to me to be like this is stanford prison experiment drag edition because it's like y'all it's not like there is some play around here but this is like it's not like experiment shit this is reality tv producing story shit
1: yeah, and especially what? when it's like, it, it seems very clear when watching this, like, yeah no this is still reality show shit like all these people are cool with each other like even Elliot is always saying like yeah we're all friends now like we're all we've all done this together we're cool like you know even though the whole fucking plot of last episode was Elliot's a spy we don't trust Elliot we can't trust Elliot coming in here out of nowhere <laughs> like no everybody's cool and they're asking like you know asking each other weird shady questions like who do you like who do you think you want to see go first of the people that are there of the pork chop queens which I do wonder if if Tina Burner asked that question of Elliot because they're just trying to find out who else is in the competition. Yeah.
2: Yeah. If they, or like, you know, a producer whispered in their ear like, hey, ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. and it's like, I mean, most likely that. Yeah. Like, oh, who out of the losing queens would you like to see go home? And then, of course, Elliot gives the sort of like half-baked pageant answer of, I would just like to see them all go home. Like, it's a pageant answer to me because it's like, you're basically avoiding giving a name.
1: Absolutely, yeah. but it's also the, but it's also the best answer of fuck them all. I want to see them all die.
2: Yeah, basically, it's it's kill them that. all. It's like kill them all. Like it's very that. So there's... and it's and it's sold
1: well when Elliot's doing it with their like gigantic horse laugh that they have.
2: Damn, as someone who also has an annoying laugh, I can't help but feel for Elliot on that regard. No, like, I I'm,
1: I'm look. I joke because I love Elliot's horse laugh. It's wonderful, (laughs) and every time that Elliot laughs, I just feel so much joy.
2: I'm not feeling Elliot, but I will give Elliot that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, Elliot's not my favorite, but, like, I just like watching Elliot. They're fun. Elliot is a hot mess, but Elliot is my hot mess. Meanwhile, I have here in my notes that I feel like I need to acknowledge. Um, Tina said something that, like, everybody wants to be, be them. So I wrote here, no one wants to be you, Tina. Chill.
2: Youch. I mean, that's not wrong.
1: No, it's not wrong. Again, it like, like,
2: like. It's also, it's, it goes back to the whole manufactured thing. Tina would not feel the need to be able to put this out there if it weren't for the fact that you did this whole gig. That their whole, yeah that, that like their,
1: their whole goal goal. going into this character of like i'm the i'm the new york nightlife uh legend and i got something to prove to all these people
2: and look at what i proved and i'm in the winner's circle and it's just like girl calm down like
0: i i want to prove to the world that new york camp queens aren't all sexual
1: predators <laughs> but we do still only like wearing uh... three colors
2: Oh my god! Okay, to be fair though, the whole comparing Tina Burner to Sherry Pie thing, while semi low key funny, not okay. Not okay. <laughs> not
1: okay at all.
2: Not okay. But Besides, also- as we
1: saw last episode, we can stick with the better comparison of comparing <laughs> Tina Berner to Nina West.
2: Okay, yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we will stick with the better comparison of comparing <laughs> Tina Berner and basically calling her New York Nina West, because that's the thing, is that they look oddly alike. Like, they look like they could be cousins alike. Yeah. And-
1: I could see it. I could absolutely see this just being... Wow, I can't believe Nina West got really into firefighters.
2: <laughs> but, okay, but, like. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, well, is, like, Nina, like, into putting firefighters' feet in her mouth? Because, like, that <laughs> certainly is viable. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, could, wait, what do you mean can you see that? You have not seen those shows where Nina puts people's, random people's feet in her mouth? No. Well, it's a thing.
1: I've heard of it. <laughs> I haven't seen it, though.
2: I've seen it, and it's, a uh, not a person, but I've seen it. It's a thing. It's I'm like, not
1: surprised by
0: any of this.
2: It's like, yeah. when, when you're into Disney hardcore, I'm not <laughs> surprised. <Never>. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like, my mom and my sister and I were talking about Disney annual passes at one point. <laughs> it was, like, it was like, it was just like, you're talking about Disney annual pass, and my mom is like, you know, like well, I mean, you get the, like the deal and all that and that thing, and it's like, but oh, mommy, you don't get mama my the Mickey Mouse, like, I'm not out here trying to suck uh, Mickey Mouse's dick, like, getting this annual pass that costs like nine hundred dollars a person, like, <laughs> like that's that's the thing. Is like, Nina is one of those, and uh, I mean, if there's like low key shit happening that's like super kinky, like the Club Thirty Three situation, like, I would not be shocked.
1: Now I'm just imagining of all the weird, like, nightlife shit that I've, like, been doing over the past several years, all amalgaming into one. And now I'm just thinking about, all right, a, a cake-sitting drag show. What would that be?
2: <laughs> that oh, definitely no. exists. Do you like cake? Yeah, like, I can see you, like, dicing off. <laughs> like, like...
1: Do I just get into the mini-challenge before? (laughs) Well, first, before we get into the mini-challenge, we do join, finally, the pork chop Queens, or as I have it written here in the notes, the other jabronis. The
2: other (laughs) jabronis. The losing pack. The the, the whatever girls. I don't fucking know. But...
1: I the porkchop queens is what they are technical technically called by the show. I
2: guess, but also I'm like done with that shit already.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, the,
2: that
0: that shit, that shit already sucks. Sucked. There's, the, there's a couple things that it really
1: feels like they are forcing to become a thing. Yep. yep. This, the, which which, which thing, thing is most this season's Brock, Brock ally? Oh my! Trust
0: me, I think it's RuPaul very much trying to force you're a winner, baby.
2: You're i winner. Yeah. Winner. yeah. You're a winner, baby. I mean, I have to admit, though, like, You're a winner, baby, and, uh, congratulations. they're boppy. They're boppy. I'm not gonna say full blow bops, but they're boppy. On the- on I hate both
1: the- the- of those songs. Oh, I thought- I th- Actually, I thought Phenomenon is, is was pretty catchy.
0: Look, on, but- the, on the- If we're comparing this against other music put out by drag queens, yeah, it's still among some of the better stuff.
2: Yes, but also... It's still better
0: than fucking I Call Shade. Uh,
2: yeah. And that's the thing. Drag music, as you would like to call Although, to be fair, Will was fucking genius and then had to change it because they almost got sued. <laughs> uh, genius in naming their last album. Now, that's what I call drag music, volume one. <laughs> I thought that was genius, but apparently so- that wasn't parody enough for the people who, own oh, now that's what I call music, to tr- knock on their door, knock, knock. Hey, we're suing.
1: As someone that, that is friends with, with the person that produced Aja's, that produced Aja's, Aja's album, New York stains courtesyously.
2: <laughs> A Fair Aja Aja's actually talented. Like, Aja yeah. can actually rap. Like, is actually a rapper. A burlesque rapper, if you will.
0: <laughs> Look, yeah. we are... I I just want to know when we're getting Jan's
1: album. Probably when Rosé's done with the season.
2: Probably. Or, like, Rosé... Yeah, like, Rosé Elimination a... Night is going to be the release of, like, the... What's their name again? The band?
0: Oh. Stephanie's Child?
2: Stephanie's, Stephanie's Child. Child. Stephanie's Child.
0: <sighs> yep. I gotta say, you know what? Rose's fine. I Rose's growing on me way more than Jan ever did. I will
1: say that yeah, actually Rose is kind of growing on me. I don't I I don't love Rose, but like I sort of respect Rose. I'm into I'm into just how much of a fucking
0: dirtbag bag Rose looks out of drag.
1: Yeah, also and I'll say it, I appreciate it, like, you know, they're having their they're having their kiki session before they announce the mini challenge oh. and you know just ta- cutting back to everyone talking about like everybody in out of drag and utica is just trying to get dick down hard by literally everyone and you know what fucking here for it get your because utica. the best utica should win this season you could just like and i'm just like towering over all of them so i get to just look down on all these sexy pieces i'm like you know what utica i i hope you do
2: Utica, like, knows... Get yours.
1: Knows I, what the fuck it, made, about.
0: it made Utica's, uh... It made the reveal that Utica's also
1: a hardcore Christian. Just all the stranger. Well, uh, but honestly, it made it make all the more sense to me.
2: I, that's what I was about to say. Is like, it's like,
1: now that's what I call serious repression. <laughs> or... No, that's
2: what I was about to say. It was like... Yes, that also, tr- it. it's surprising, but also tracks all at the same time. And I will also readily acknowledge that, um, you know, the whole Jesus is nifty thing, I'm down. Like, I, I feel weird because I feel like the community, and I haven't gauged it just yet, but I feel like the community is going to be, like, weird about it because, you know, of queer people in our history with Christianity is not mm-hmm. good. Yeah. But she seems very much in that vein of, like, my personal relationship with God situation that I actually do like. And so it's kind of endearing. It's kind of endearing. That's like, yes, I'm a homo, but yes, I think Jesus is cool. Like, So I'm like, yeah, girl, own it. Do you. Live your life. It's, It's sweet and
1: it goes with like, it goes with Utica's weird, bubbly personality and very much just being like, I'm just, I'm basically... Like, she basically has, it feels like to me, she's like a weird Midwestern version of, like, the fucking white girl that's really into yoga and spiritualism.
2: Or into horses.
1: I mean, why not both?
2: I mean, also, yes, yeah, it could be also horses, not just horses, but also... I feel
0: like those go pretty much hand in
1: hand.
2: Utica does give me very horse girl energy. Again, we're talking about,
1: yeah, we're talking big, I don't have a hymen anymore because I ride too many horses energy.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes, my pussy is ruptured by riding all these horses.
1: So the other thing that stands out to me here with... This, uh, with uh, us building up to the mini challenge, which, hey, unsurprisingly, it's the same fucking thing as last episode. It took these motherfuckers a week to come up with the title Lady and the Vamp.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, I was about to say, like, wait a minute, why did you change up the title for the second time around? Why like, did for you. One, just-
1: I- yeah, for one, I feel like it. that's a lot less descriptive than the description that they gave the other queens. It gave them a lot less, like, room to work with, I think, than the, uh, it, like, it made it more that it could be literally anything by having it be so general like that. But it's such a fucking better name! How did you fucking, like, get it wrong both times?
2: I don't know. I, that's the thing. I don't understand. Like, they could have just stuck with that for the first time around. And it would have been a repeat, but who cares? Yeah. They're basically both giving us day and night looks. So who cares?
0: Yeah. And you know what? Hey, Utica's the fucking best.
1: (laughs) Utica's looks were great. But before we get to that, I do one other thing I want to talk about. uh, Because, hey, I'm I'm just going based on the sections here. Uh,
2: Why does it take
1: Kimura Hall like a billion years to put on makeup?
2: Okay, here's the thing. First off, I think that they really push this edit of, like, oh, they take forever situation. Like, okay. I mean, they, I mean, yeah, it doesn't help
1: that they have Denali, like, in a, the, the cutaway be being like, like, yeah, Kimura's notorious for taking six hours.
2: Well, yes, but it's like, also, there are other queens that take about that amount of time. But the thing is, it's in between sort of, like, getting your base started, letting things dry. Probably jerking off, talking to your friends, (laughs) watching some stuff on Hulu that you needed to catch up on while doing your makeup, looking in the mirror some more, feeling the fantasy. Like, seriously, you're not going to tell me that six hours, and I'm a makeup person, and I've taken a very long time to do my makeup, especially for cosplay, and I'm also someone that essentially... Passes as a cisgender woman. I'm non-binary. You know, we won't get into it. But I know long-ass makeup, and what takes long-ass makeup—six hours—is like, that's like you're taking into account the time of you're doing the other shit while you're doing your makeup. Mm. Yeah. So Kamora maybe gets easily distracted. ADHD queen, great. Like that's the thing. I don't think they they push this whole narrative of like Kamora takes forever, and like that Kamora makes Valentina look like a racehorse. Like, I didn't get that. <laughs> I I feel like Kamora probably takes six hours because she's busy feeling a fantasy while she's putting on the makeup. Like not yeah. the whole. You can't tell me that application wise six hours.
1: I mean, I feel like it makes sense when you know we have all the other discussion around uh, Kamora Hall later in the episode <laughs> of they saying like, yeah, I'm having to do like my makeup and on things like at work, like away from like all of the people that I care about.
2: Yeah, there's also that. So, like...
1: Which, yeah, I feel like if you're doing that, like, it can get really easy to get into a routine of just, like, yeah, this is the thing that I do, like, in my private thing, and, I'm, like, I'm doing it, like, while I'm doing all these other things. Like, yeah, I'm I'm putting on... I'm applying my makeup and laying that dry and doing a little bit of work and doing all the other things I need to get done.
2: Yeah, if you're in a situation where you kind of have to do that shit while you're doing other shit because the people in your home life just aren't receptive to that shit that's also going to take you longer because you have to pack up your whole kit you have to transport your kit you have to you know you're at work so you have to actually do work in the middle of like doing your shit so like that's probably more corroborating of to the point it's like it's not that Kimura is just extremely slow it's that Kimura is essentially used to distraction while doing makeup she's never been in an environment before where solidly this is the only thing I have to focus on yeah. So what is the big deal?
1: Still wants you to think <laughs> it matters and is important.
2: Yes. Because it's, it's a show
1: that loves drama. It, yeah,
0: it's literally just to add some dramatic tension and be funny. I mean,
2: look, I'm a messy bitch who lives for drama. Do you know how much I love drama? Do you know... The gold that was putting Coco and Alyssa on the same season? Do you know the <laughs> gold that it was to have Courtney Act and Jocelyn Fox be the low rent Courtney Act? Like, do you yes. like... Yes, I love drama. I love the tea. Gia Gunn on fucking All Stars 5. The bitch knows how to make fucking television. But this manufactured shit where you're trying to make me feel some type of way about shit that doesn't make sense to make me feel about some type of way, this is stupid. Like, mm-hmm. I love drama. But I don't love this. This whole, like... Well, wait a minute. If you start thinking about it, it doesn't make sense. But that also is coming from the fact that I am an educated consumer of not just drag, but reality TV. You
1: understand, you understand the trash, trash and, and you're living for, trash.
2: living for the trash. Exactly! But don't give me trash that doesn't make me feel good. Like, yeah, you know, like, I'm a raccoon, and I'm looking for that, you know, sad pickle. Like, don't give me the, like, lettuce, I mean I don't know I don't know what the fuck raccoons like let's ask (sighs) Eric (laughs) but you get what I mean I love trashy shit but this is like this doesn't make sense to me why was this needed in the narrative that you're trying to create here
1: because otherwise, this episode would have had no drama whatsoever, because all of these queens are pleasant and seem to like each other.
2: I know that's the funny thing here is that... they
1: even tried to like stir up some drama of like, so why did you vote for Elliot,
0: and why did you vote for Utica?
2: Yeah, that yep. whole gig, and then it's just stuff yeah. itself could have been enough I guess, but
0: but also then the drama there just boiled down to. Yeah, well, you know, just... Elliot didn't make much of an impression on us. And Utica, you you helped me with my nail.
2: Yeah. When it literally boils down to just that, that's when you know, like, this really didn't make sense to do in the first place. To have queens vote out other queens just on sheer, like... It's
1: almost like... You're wearing chicken feathers. I don't like chicken feathers. 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 It's almost like if you wanted (laughs) some real
0: drama... You put all the queens together and let all the New York queens bond together in their hatred of Rosé. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that absolutely is what should have happened. <laughs> and will probably happen next week.
1: Yeah, that's what's going to happen next week and it's going to be wonderful.
2: When we strap Rhythm Bastard to a chair and put his eyes open, color or, like,
1: uh...
0: I mean, I mean that's how I have to watch Drag Race. <laughs>
2: Clockwork Orange style. Thank you! My brain, like, didn't... <laughs> for some reason, my brain didn't pop out with that. But, um... Anyway...
1: <laughs> for the MIDI challenge we have a daytime and a nighttime look again! A lady and a vamp look! Alrighty? Utica's the best! Know. Utica's looks were really good! I... So, in my, my notes for the daytime look, I just have written, Fuck You, Oscar...
2: <laughs> Fuck you, Oscar.
1: Because the second I saw that, I was just like, well, I know which one Oscar likes. I also actually really liked Rose's looks. So I I hated Rose's daytime look. I thought it was the ugliest Roy Lichtenstein I have ever seen in my entire fucking life. Like, I got what she was going for, but it's like You are not a painter. You do not understand, like, line composition. This just looks messy and ugly. This looks fucking terrible. Yeah, but she spelled her name. You should be ashamed of yourself. Get out of my sight.
2: Like, it was... I wrote down really fun and artistic, but absolutely overwrought. Like, this was... too much in the wrong places, too little in the wrong places. It... Yep it just categorically did not make sense. It just yeah. kind of was like all over the place. It was too much and not enough all at the same time.
1: Yeah, but she, but again, I, I reiterate, she spelled her name. She did spell her name. <laughs> I love and how- all that said, the, the night, night I would I will say the night Rosé's nighttime look was absolutely my favorite look of this entire runway. <laughs> like, yeah, it was incredible. That shit was so cool.
2: I I actually wrote Uh, A better version of Denali's look for Rose.
1: Not wrong. Not wrong. I
2: yeah. It it literally it was essentially a better version of of Denali's look. Uh, And the thing is, Denali's first look, the daytime look, it like I thought it was cute, but I don't understand why go for the urine yellow for the wig.
1: Yeah. I liked, liked, and I liked the color of the blue, but I also thought that the material looked kind of cheap. I thought the same thing about the nighttime look, honestly, but also that, like, the nighttime look was just kind of... Really just felt like, all right, well, you just put on a bathing suit and put some things around it.
2: It was very, like... It was well done, but I've seen it. It's just... Yeah. It's so passe. I'm so over the whole you know deconstructed Edwardian victorian cage look once mcqueen did it everybody was doing it i'm over it mm-hmm. i'm done i don't want to see this anymore i'm over it and that's why i was like rose's was a better version of denali's look because i was like oh okay she's doing the the deconstructed victorian Edwardian mcqueen look but i feel like she's got a point of view and perspective yeah. on that look. So that's what I, I really, really liked about that look. Um, no, but I mean, if we're going to talk about Queen that has a solid, absolute point of view, it's Utica. I love both her looks. Trash couture personified. This is yep. like. Very- and
0: I, I, I think actually, like, that is one of the things that makes Utica work really well is that, yeah, Utica's messy, messy. but messy in a way that's all still put together and it yep.
1: works together. Yes. Exactly. Like I I can say that like I didn't really like the way that she utilized the play the playplace balls in the in the nighttime look. I wasn't super into it, but like it was interesting and it was different. It was something cool and unique. And like the way that it and the way that it was like a, around that weird little like fucking uh neck, neck thing piece that she had was like it was fucking cool.
2: Yeah, it's a thing. It was like sure if I can tell where the construction lies in it but sometimes some of like the best couture like it, oh it feels very Vivian Westwood that's what I was gonna say is like yeah all of her shit feels very Vivian Westwood that sort of like deconstructed artful semi crafty but still elegant enough that this feels like a garment this feels like couture like oh that whole thing with like (laughs) Rue basically like some of the top tier fashion editors and da 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 are watching so wink wink and I'm like look Michael Mustone does not fucking count shut the fuck up and sit the fuck down Like, really?
1: It felt like some some of the best drag drag on a dime looks that we get. Yeah, Like, that kind of creativity and just, like, smart use of, like, the the strange strange materials that you have.
2: Exactly. It feels very much like a solid understanding of construction. It still looks like something that is constructed, but it's not because of the fact that it looks cheap. It's because of the fact that it is a bunch of things that you fought, wouldn't necessarily go together that are together and that are working there's a solid yeah. artistry with what Utica's doing and I'm so in love with it so in love with absolutely. it. absolutely so in love with it Let's see Tamisha Iman can do no wrong I am a part of the nope. team fam I'm sorry yeah <laughs>
1: No, I I loved I loved her daytime look. Like at first, I was thinking like you know oh maybe the, maybe I'd like this more as a dress, but no, actually I think that it, it's fucking perfect. It is elegant. It is stunning. She fucking did an amazing job with it. I wasn't as into the nighttime look just because like you know I I look I get it. I get what she was going for. I don't really understand the whole dress made out of hair thing. And, and felt, felt like, like it maybe could have played like a little bit dead, better, but, but, like, that, that fucking, fucking Elvira was just fucking spot on. I
2: hate to say Black Elvira, but I'm like, Black Elvira, like... I mean, hey, she said, said it
1: herself that she was doing Black Elvira. Black
2: Elvira, like, female blackula, like, it is very that, and I'm here for it. The, the hair on the garment, I wish she could have used better hair. Like, whatever yeah. hair Tace is using for all of her wigs, Yes.
1: That hair... I feel like it w- could have been better if it maybe blended in more with the with the hair that she was using for the Elvira wig.
2: Yes, like, that's because it, it seemed it seemed
1: like the thing that, like the way that she presented it when she was talking about it was it made it sound like she was going for like a um it's like I'm just covered in hair I'm doing a whole hair thing but it's like but it looks different it just looks like you have like you you're wearing something and there like you have your hair and all this stuff and then you just have like a, a different, different material that's pretending to be, be hair dress. for the dress. You got like, the, it you didn't look like, like a whole, cohesive, whole unit. cohesive unit.
2: You got the $350 wig, you got the good unit, but then for the dress itself, you bought, like, the yakki bundles. You bought exactly. the cheap hair. If she had yeah, bought, you got the
1: cheap shit. You
2: bought the cheap hair, which is fine because it is for a garment, so you're going to need a lot of hair for a fucking garment, so I can definitely yeah. understand budget constraints, but also, if you're going to do it... I, I go for the good hair. Like, yeah. I go for the good bundles in order to make it look, you know, nice. And, uh, to be fair, now that we're talking about the hair, I'm just kind of like, okay, this kind of looks like cheap Bayonetta if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Which ch- I
1: think is kind of why I'm into it. Because, yeah, more people should do the Bayonetta look. Let's yeah, go! Yeah,
2: sure, why not? It's kind of like cheap Bayonetta cosplay, but I'm kind of down for it, you know? And it's like, I don't know, to me, Tamisha to, to me, Iman could do no absolutely wrong. The day look was basically old-school perfection, and I just love how, with Tamisha and Iman's narrative, this is the first time I feel like we're getting a, like, I'm an old-school queen, I'm an old-school queen narrative that doesn't feel tired and sad.
0: And yes. doesn't also immediately feel like, and I'm gonna go home first.
1: yeah. <laughs> It, it doesn't, doesn't. It definitely, it definitely doesn't, doesn't feel like, like I'm. I'm been, been doing, doing this forever, and the industry know, has left me know, behind.
2: Yes, and it doesn't feel like oh, I have a. Comp- I have a compelling need to shit on the new school. Yeah, yeah. she's. Lo- she seems to just love the new school just because she has so many babies. Yeah. 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 Okay. Just that—I
1: mean—that story that she tells about, like you know, with with her one drag daughter, is like, I want to do the thing where I'm going to drop from the ceiling, and you're like, all right, let's figure out how to do this in a way where you don't kill yourself. When
2: they reveal that, I literally wrote in capital letters, Tandy Iman Dupree is Tamisha Iman's daughter. Stop the fucking presses. Do you know how legendary Tandy Iman Dupree is? Oh yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. And that's her
2: child. Like, no, like. I was like, what? No, stop the presses. What now? That's your baby? And you helped your baby with that iconic ass performance? No, I'm dead. I'm done. It's over. I'm good. I was just floored. I was like, what? Like, it was like, I was just like, that's when I just immediately just... Fell in love with her. It's done. It's over. I'm part of the Tam Fam. I'm gonna get those weird ass sneakers. I don't care. Hell yeah, yeah you're you gonna the get the merch. Yeah.
0: Yes, <laughs> this fuck. I want a pair of those sixty five dollars Tavishimot signature high tops.
2: Six- <laughs> kind of I'm living my life in my sixty in my sixty five dollars Tamisha mod high tops. The Hell, first... sixty five dollars
0: would be the cheapest pair of shoes I own.
2: You know, honestly, yeah. Same here.
1: Yeah, same here. Actually,
2: are we all a bunch of shoe files?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: I to be fair, I'm not super shoe philic, but I definitely know a good ass shoe when I see one.
0: I for the longest yeah, exactly. time when I was still working at the at, like, my proper mall, which is, like, more of a high-end place, I wore a almost $500 pair of high heels to work.
2: (laughs) God damn! Where were they from? Bugs. Oh. Okay. Okay. I can get with
0: that. And as a 6'8 man, I determined the thing I need is to be four inches taller.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be fair, as, like, a 5'7 woman, I've, or, like, not woman, sometimes woman, uh, I've consistently determined that you know, I need the six-inch heels because I need to be six foot because I need to tower over these motherfuckers so they know who's boss.
1: This <laughs> all makes so sense to me, but I'm also the type of person, person that like, like yeah, when, when I had to go to a, on a trip with my friends to like, like the mountains in Vermont, I decided that the only pair of shoes I should bring were fucking suede sneakers, so... <laughs> so yeah.
2: Sir, Sir. Yeah. yeah. Really? <laughs> no.
1: I bad. realized at the time that it was a bad decision and because, because, because it basically meant well I'm having to be really fucking careful, careful about doing literally anything. <laughs>
2: bad. 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 Oh, <laughs> but um, yes. So yeah, bad, but also Kamora.
1: <laughs> but also Kamora.
2: Let's talk about the story that is Kimura. Like, it's elegant, wonderful, beautiful, serviceable, lovely. But I just... Where's the... Yeah. Where's the X factor? Where is the... Yep. Yep. you know like for the first look the day look I was very like elegant Kentucky Derby fascinator lovely wonderful for the second look I literally was like I wrote Mugler before she said Mugler I could tell that that was Mugler she is a fashion file she's a fashion person she gets that but also I'm literally kind of feeling like this is this is oh no I feel another racism coming on. <laughs> <sighs> this kind of feels like Vivian Panay with a bigger budget. Am I the yeah, only person getting that? No, no,
1: I think you're not. not. Like, like, I think it's very much like Kimura is just like has just like, these absolutely like. like Beautiful, beautiful, like these just beautiful, beautiful, elegant elegant looks that have like no life life to them whatsoever.
2: They're solid and elegant and wonderful, and they're great if you're like a Kate Middleton Mm -hmm. or a Meghan Markle or, you know, any like, you know, lady celebrity that's not going to look threatening to like the 40 plus lady crowd. But like on a drag show with drag queens? Yeah, yeah, like, like
1: none, none of, of it is exciting. exciting. None, none of, of it is interesting. It all reminds me of. It, exactly. honestly, honestly, it also it reminds of caught me of Courtney Act in a way of just, just like, like you're going just, like, for just like beauty and elegance, but, but you don't, don't have any personality, personality in this whatsoever. whatsoever.
2: I mean, but the thing is, I feel like Courtney had a little bit of a more of a point of view. Like the one look I always remember is the Klaus Nomi look or the Klaus Nomi Malone look. Okay, the one clever thing that Santino has ever said in his life. And I'm like. You know, that had a point of view. That had a solid point of view, where it was kind of like taking the Klaus Nomi look, but with a cocktail waitress situation. That's, That's true. true. That, had a, that had an idea. She has an idea, she has an understanding of what looks good on her, and she has a bit of a point of view as to what she wants to put out there with drag. But with Kawora, yeah. I think we're experiencing the same thing that Michelle pointed out, is like, I don't see or feel a personality. And usually the I don't see or feel a personality thing is such a bullshit critique, but in this case... It's no, Michelle's true.
0: absolutely on the money. Yep. The, I, I As shady as it is, I don't think the other queens are wrong by saying, yeah, but that dress would literally look good on a wire rack.
2: It's like, this would look good. Yeah. It's, it's very pedestrian. It's very pedestrian. It would look good on any lady. It would look good on any person, honestly. But mm-hmm. as long as they're that size, I guess. Like, don't rip it apart now. But it... There, the M factor is missing. And to be fair, I won't skip to runway. But, you know, I feel like she pushed the envelope a bit further in runway. But it was still. And it was gorgeous. But still, there's just something missing there. That's why yeah, I it's it's just. It's still not, not
1: enough. enough.
2: I just can't get behind the Kimura train. At least now. Yeah. I just can't get behind it because I just feel like this is not solid. And mind you, I'm not even going to. I don't like telling people what is and isn't drag because I feel like that's just, I also come from a fine art and design background. Whenever anyone tries to tell me what the fuck art is, I'm like, fuck you. Because that's the thing. I came from like a conservatory classic setting growing up, but I also intern at a contemporary art museum. So, you get those two clashing ideas together of what people determine and feel is art. I also translate that to drag as, like, I don't like telling anybody what is or isn't drag. But with Kimura, I'm just like, eh, is this drag? Like, is this drag? Like, the thing with drag that has always attracted me so much to drag is the oomph. It's the X factor. It's the camp. It's the push to get to the next level. It's the innovation, and I'm not. I'm not getting that here. I'm not getting that here. Yeah, yeah. it, it feels, feels. It feels very, very throwback, throwback, but in a way
1: where it's like, like you're, not you're not even doing anything interesting or new with it. You're just going for just the the classic style, just style of just look as, as much as, like, a like a woman as possible. as
2: possible. Yes, which is you know, hey, that is most certainly reasonable, like, serviceable drag. That is a valid point of view for drag.
1: Certain certain people, specifically ones that run uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, would argue that that is the most important part of drag.
2: Yes. Yes. And that is a solid point of view when it comes to drag. But when it comes to, like, what, you know, every contestant and RuPaul consistently ever says of this being the Olympics of drag... This isn't getting gold for me. I'm sorry.
0: No, this is... And, I th- again, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Like, yeah, it's not like... It's, it's not correct to say this isn't drag because it is. It's just not anything that you would expect from a drag show.
2: Yes! That's the thing. Are you performing in this? And if you're performing in this, what are you... Oh, I mean, to be fair... <laughs> Considering uh, moving forward in the challenge, uh, we are most certainly getting the idea that Kimura is not a uh, dancing queen. No. In in any way, shape, or form. A dancing dancing dancing
1: queen, queen, a singing queen, a. (laughs) anything except pageant queen.
2: I mean, fair. You know, and it's funny because, like, it also reminded me of, like, Pheromone in the sense of, like,. Pharaoh, the whole sewing challenge where they did that character situation, which they I love the That's piece. a really,
1: really good, good comparison. comparison. I, I haven't thought about Pheromone in a minute.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, I consistently think about Pheromone. I mean, <laughs> but like.
0: I did, I will say, I liked Pheromone in her season. I know she I wasn't did that good.
2: Too. Yeah, Pheromone was entertaining. Pheromone was lovable. The whole, ow, oh, kind of situation. I mean, I did not do that right. Hell. I think I I did that more masculine than Farrah ever could. And I have a pussy. Like, <laughs> like like that whole thing. She was so, just so endearing and had this cute little charm about her, you know, situation in both seasons, quite frankly. And that's the thing. In that challenge, she wasn't saying, I can't so much. She was saying, like, I've done tote bags and pillows. It's not my thing. Uh, you know that kind of thing and that's how I feel Kimora feels about dancing is like it's just not my thing it's not my gig but I'm just yep. I, but I'm also sitting here like girl how are you working though
1: one thing I will say though is that is you know, know I think, think it does, does say a lot, lot though that, that we, we have fucking, fucking talked a ton Tom about Kimora Hall, Hall whose <laughs> looks that we thought were beautiful but not, not really she, into and we haven't said, said a damn I'm fucking thing about Joey Jay I
0: I already forgot about Joey Jay <laughs>
1: Oh lord. And I
0: say this as someone that kind of liked Joey J, but also completely agreed with the comments
1: of, oh, you're just doing the no wig thing, huh? Yeah, oh, and oh, all of your looks are basically the same, huh? Yes. Like, I liked, I kind of liked the daytime look because I liked the gold, but I hated the fucking dopey balls that uh, that Joey had on on their legs.
2: I wasn't really feeling the fantasy that she was trying to give here, honestly. I just wasn't feeling it It just felt a little,
1: eh. Neither was was I about the the nighttime nighttime look. Especially, Especially it was like, look, it was okay. I got what you were going for. But yeah, yeah, again, I don't understand the fantasy or the story you're trying to tell. And Mostly, it just made me think like, like, wait, wait, as as someone that doesn't doesn't like this show and hasn't even really seen it, what about this look to you says Game of Thrones? What? Joey J said that she was going for a Game of Thrones thing with her nighttime look. What?!
2: Oh, she did say that. I, that I did not understand either. The fuck because are you talking I think,
0: about? I think it's because it looks sort of has, like, some medieval trappings to it. And the only... If
1: if, it's, if you're saying it's, it has chain
0: mail, then okay! <laughs> yeah, and the only point of reference culturally for that these days is Game of Thrones.
2: I guess, I guess ever since we took the, it's hot fantasy, but fucks train situation, like, yeah, I guess, you know, but nothing about that is giving me a Red Fair moment. Like, I, I thought it was sleek. It was definitely very sleek. And I feel like the ensemble was greater than the sum of its parts, because the, the parts, it's like we see the chainmail. We've seen the mucklucks. We've seen mm-hmm. the this. We've seen the that. Mm-hmm. But it all being put together, I was like, okay, this actually looks like a solid styled outfit. This is serviceable. This works. You know, I feel like this looks really nice. This would be great for a performance situation. But there's also the thing that it seems that consistently Joey J is kind of doing the same silhouette for every single look it's not even the no wig yep. thing that bothers me because like you know you can at least change the hair color put it that's bright you know and call yeah. it whatever
3: yeah
2: a, a, the no wig thing honestly does not bother me i understand the critique but it does not bother me it's the fact that the silhouette is consistently the same and hey yeah. you know what looks good on you i can totally advocate for sticking with what you know best But you gotta change up the gig a little bit. Like, everything can't be a leotard with dangly things, man. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the thing. That's that's why it just kind of comes off a little forgettable.
0: I am amazed at the fact that across two episodes now, we've had looks that are essentially corsets with some shit attached, and Michelle Visage has said not word one about it.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and And, like, like, not to skip ahead ahead here, here, but but I felt like that was... Basically, what Joe Jay brought for the runway look was, I'm basically wearing a, a see-through bathing suit corset thing, but I got some shitty fringe on it.
2: I thought it was an interesting way of working fringe. I gotta say, because like... It was. Typically, we don't see the fringe capelet with the fringe hangouts on the arms and the legs and the everything. It was like go big or go home fringe style. But yeah, the f- and it was different. different. And it was different. It was definitely different. It definitely was different, but it was essentially the same silhouette that she had been doing consistently. And I thought that, honestly, out of all of the looks of the night, this was the strongest look, but most certainly not the strongest look on that runway. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like still, it still it still had the same problem that I feel that. like I have with all of Joey, Joey Jay's looks. looks. It looks cheap. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it looks like... It looks cheap. And that's the thing about the whole looks cheap. You don't have to spend money in order to look expensive. Utica's not yeah. spending a dime on any of the no. looks that she's making. And she looks expensive.
1: Yeah, yeah. Utica, Utica looks like she's, like she's wearing, wearing fucking, fucking designer, designer design shit when, it when it's basically... A, I, I made an outfit out of fucking, fucking Playplace balls. balls. <laughs> exactly. It's, Joey J is sort of like the inverse of Kimura Hall, where it's like... You have a lot of personality, you just look really cheap. Let's, Let's put it, it this way, way Oscar. Joey J is probably, probably this season's Aiden Zane. Aiden
2: Zane! Yeah, 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 yeah. You should have said Bob. Then I would have been like Aiden Zane. Because, <laughs> like, that's all Aiden Zane was. Oh, and God, and Patricia. So, like, I have worked the con scene in official capacities, not for my particular concert circuit down here. It was based out here. But uh, this was a particular concert circuit that ranged from Minneapolis, Louisville, Kentucky, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, and one other place I can't recall. And Patricia Quinn is frequently a guest there. The fact that Patricia Quinn straight up read Aiden Zane, <laughs> like literally was like, who the fuck is this bitch? <laughs> I, <laughs> that Snatch Game. Oh, God,
0: God. I would love to have seen that. Yeah.
2: She like wow, and to be fair, that's that, that, that's a thing. I met, I've seen her in person. That I didn't see her during that time. I wish I could have seen her during that time.
1: I can't even imagine.
2: Like that was hilarious. So she basically was like, and knowing like Patricia Quinn's kind of like personality situation, like she's kind of like the little bit like stiffer of the Rocky Horror Bunch because we could cons- they consistently would book. Barry Boswick, Little Nell, and Patricia Quinn for the events. Barry Boswick is essentially like, I'm gonna sell signed underpants until I die. <laughs> uh, little <As> Nell. <laughs> and a little. Hey, look, if that makes you money, like, Barry Boswick, open and only OnlyFans, all I'm saying. But, like. Yeah, all right. <laughs> sure, why not? There... Look, if there's a person that's into it, I mean, come on. Come on! You're really going to tell me they're not into, there's going to be someone that's not into, like, the Barry Boswick, like, Silver Daddy, like, oh, shit, this is Brad and Rocky Horror situation? Please.
1: Yeah, hell no. Please. Let's go.
2: <laughs> and then little Nell is, like, this little just firecracker, doesn't give a shit. Like, like literally, I was doing stage managing for one of the events and they did sort of for some reason for this panel he decided to sort of bring the local like Rocky Horror Shadow Troop situation to do like an intro before the panel this is in the middle of the day so I was kind of like uh okay but then little <laughs> Nell out of nowhere takes a mic from my hand and is up there doing the Columbia part with the fucking Columbia
1: that would be can pretty you- sweet can you that's pretty good. Can
2: you imagine? Can you imagine being that girl? Can you imagine that shit? I mean, to be fair, this is completely beyond Drag Race. All I'm saying is, it's like, Patricia Quinn... It's reading Drag Race Raiden adjacent. Raiden. Drag,
1: drag Race adjacent in that it's cool and we like it.
2: Drag <laughs> Race... Okay, pretty much. But, like, it just the fact that Patricia Quinn reading Aiden Zayn to Phil for doing her in Snatch Game, like, no other person. No other person. Beautiful. Just... Chef's kiss, like
1: <laughs> beautiful.
2: <laughs> like that's the thing. The whole like celebrities connecting in the snatch game situation did not really start until RuPaul decided to tell Alyssa Edwards to tweet an apology to Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> First off, I don't know why we thought that that was necessary. Like I'm not s- like because Alyssa- it
0: would get Katy Perry involved in the show.
2: I yeah. guess so. But also like Alyssa's. Katy Perry was like not horrible. It was just understudied. It was essentially understudied. You like you took a celebrity that was basically hot to trot of the moment, but you didn't really pull into what actually makes a Katy Perry a Katy Perry.
1: Yeah. Because, because again, it's easier, easier to do. It's easier, easier to get Katy to Perry's attention, attention to do doing it this way than to try and contact her through publicist. <laughs> <laughs> to
2: Trying to get her to like guest judge, which you know, like Michelle would like beg, steal, borrow, and suck all the dick more so than usual, but suck <laughs> all the dick uh, to like get Madonna on the show, which I just don't think is happening.
3: Yeah,
0: they'll do it. It'll, it'll happen one day, I'm sure. <sighs>
2: well, yeah, well, like, Madonna's absolutely down on the pennies. Like, just...
0: Well, well, hey, Madonna keeps making music like she's making now. It'll happen sooner rather than later.
2: Yeah, I'm just saying. It's like, once, you know, that train, creamy train just finally stops, she'll be like, Ugh, what's that drag show again? Okay, just just call the publicist. I don't care. <laughs> like, you know, her talking about how much she she's just absolutely love hydrangeas. Like, <laughs>
0: I would you know what look hey it it wouldn't be the worst thing as someone that has seen the entire Madonna filmography more than once
3: (laughs) (laughs) why
1: that's a A good good question question. Uh, I needed to know
2: I mean (laughs) it's
1: a good answer (laughs)
2: I mean, True for Dare is probably the most serviceable out of all of that, but... Yes,
1: but, counterpoint, point.
0: she also made Swept Away, a I god-awful terrible movie.
2: Why? Like, it, it, I just, I to this day still do not understand that relationship between her and Guy Ritchie,
0: as like, someone that when well look when I watched, I'm going to tell you a secret. I don't think they understood that relationship either.
2: Yeah,
0: like she just
1: really, really wanted to try a British accent, accent for a while. She just and
0: really and she got, she got she got Guy Ritchie <laughs> really into Kabbalah. Oh yeah,
2: that whole thing
1: forgot about the Kabbalah period.
2: Remember the Kabbalah moment and then how a bunch of people were getting into Kabbalah and then people that were Jewish were like, why the fuck are you doing Kabbalah that is essentially yeah. Jewish mysticism?
0: Yeah. Why the fuck? Re- I remember watching the music video for Die Another Day and it's like, why is Madonna doing to fill tefillin? That's not a thing that women are, are allowed to do in Judaism. Why did Madonna then... Get electrocuted by this electric chair And then just a bunch of Hebrew writing Appeared where her body was
2: There are some things you just can't explain And
0: Again I'm just saying Madonna unfiltered on Drag Race Would be better than at least Half her filmography
2: I mean fair That's the thing about Madonna And their filmography is like The next next
0: best thing is one of the most befuddling and confusing movies I've ever seen. (laughs)
2: Like, the camera (laughs) loves her until she opens her mouth.
0: It's why Madonna's only good movie is Evita, where she plays Madonna.
2: Essentially.
1: Fair Fair enough. enough. And also,
0: Evita, like, anything that's bad about Evita is mostly bad because eh, Evita's like Andrew Lloyd Webber's third worst musical
2: and also the whole cultural appropriation conversation before there was a cultural appropriation conversation like this is like the one time where solidly it's like I mean to be fair do I want to go SJW on you guys no but I will to get my point across
0: hey we don't care care. (laughs) Yeah,
2: the term of cultural appropriation is essentially a neutral term right Yes because it's yeah. just essentially is speaking on the idea that one culture is taking something from another culture and appropriating it for themselves in their own way. Where the harm situation comes in is what culture is taking from what Yes, and there was a yes. big ass controversy at that time that Madonna was essentially going to play Evita, which there was a controversy even with the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical at Argentina. And so, when they were doing filming in Argentina, there were people straight up protesting because Evita is like, that's like a cultural icon in, in Argentina. Like that's their everything. Mm-hmm. That's their doll. Like that's their girl. Like, and so to have this sad white lady play it. <laughs> the sad old kind of like the career is like still superstardom but also she can't even act so what the fuck are we doing here like like i can get it why people were just so like pe- people people were, were just so agitated at that time and it's so funny because if they try that shit now you know that somebody's ass was gonna get set on fire
1: Yeah, most likely be Scarlett Johansson.
2: (laughs) Moving on, I'm done.
1: (laughs) So we go into the maxi challenge, which, as we've as we've discussed, is them having to perform phenomenon with their own lyrics that they're writing. And I will say that I thought that this whole thing was better than the shit that they did with congratulations. It's
0: almost as if this is the group that has literally all the choreographers.
1: And yes. people that are, like, at least somewhat talented at trying to sing, sort of, except for one of them? Again, although I, every basically, everyone except for Rosé did a rap. But, like, even, even like, the choreographers were trying to work around
0: the fact that, well, look, we want to make Kimura look the best she can, so what if we just let her look beautiful as we all carry her?
2: Okay, but that was a solid-ass yeah. idea. Yeah, like, it was. It was.
0: It felt like... like Yeah, we're trying to just get the best performance and not leave anyone out to dry.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, literally, that was a solid-ass idea. Let everybody be their very best at the shit that they're very best at. Absolutely. Don't, don't like push shit down people's throats that they can't fucking do. And that's the thing that was back to the comparison of Pharaoh mode and the whole like sewing thing. It's not that she's ever tried sewing. It's that her thing just isn't sewing. It's not that Kimura's never tried dancing or singing or anything like that. It's that, that's just, that's not her gig. Her gig yeah, is yeah, being pretty and like pretty you know, look, and it, At the there. end of the
1: day, at the end of the day, when they do the performance, it's still very clear, oh, Kimura's abs obviously are the worst at this. Kimura's verse is terrible, it has no fucking, like, flow to it whatsoever, like, this isn't good. But it's very clear that they are not trying to be like, oh, oh yeah, Kimura, we're just gonna fuck you on this, we're just gonna leave you out to dry. Like, no, they're doing everything in their power to make sure, like, everybody looks good here.
2: And she's standing there in, again, a serviceable garment that looks lovely just looking lovely, and yep. you know what? If you want to be the posh spice of the season, go be the posh spice of the season, girl. Live your life.
1: This, this is also, also where they start to bring in uh, the Kimura backstory, backstory, which I, I wrote here that, that I would like her to divorce, her, divorce her unsupported piece of shit boyfriend. boyfriend.
2: <laughs> yes, please. She needs to get herself a drag husband. Like seriously. Like like, J- like Jada Essence Hall, her like. significant other, makes all of her jewelry. Like, you need to get your ass a drag husband. Not a chaser. Not a dude that essentially is like, oh, I don't know about this drag shit. A drag husband. Actually, Mm -hmm. there is a series on WoW Presents called All the Queen's Men. (laughs) Okay. Okay! And it is actually a series hosted by Latrice Royale's husband, Mr. Royale, who essentially is interviewing other husbands and boyfriends of other queens.
1: All right, that sounds pretty good. I was hoping it was going to be more of a Basketball Wives thing, but yeah, that sounds okay.
2: I mean, it could be a Basketball Wives thing. They could totally do that because a good portion of those dudes tour with the queens. They could totally make that into a basketball live situation if they wanted to. Drag Husband's reality TV show? That sounds like something we're
1: going to have to make.
2: Do it, do it, do it, do it. Like, come on! Why not? Why not? And they... uh, Who did he interview? Interviewed um, Manila Luzon's husband, uh, Derek Barry and Nebraska Thunderfuck's significant other, so Mr. Barry Thunderfuck so it's like living in the same house with two queens that you're in a relationship with and not just one um <laughs> Mr. Uh, Ginger Minge's husband uh let's see um Ben cred's husband who actually Ooh. is a trans man
3: hmm.
2: I had no, I had no idea. idea had no idea what the fuck Drag Race was when they met and honestly that is how some queens need to have it like <laughs> Like, just just in the sense of, like, you know, it, it goes back to the whole tr- uh, chaser situation, race chaser, uh, uh, a granny chaser. I mean, to be fair, I've, I'm have i implying the word that rhymes with granny, but I imagine there are also people that want to fuck grannies out there, too. Uh, <laughs> you know... That kind of gig—that's not what I want for Kimura. and the whole no. situation that she's doing right now with this man that she's been with for eight years—that basically wants to absolutely disregard the thing that she's been doing for eight something odd and like for so many solid ass years. I don't want that for her either. She needs so to brag. Yeah, head. to
1: the point that Kimura Hall has to basically says themselves, says themselves I, feel "I feel like, like I I'm, I'm living a double, double life. life." Like. like how could you be, like, it just fucking drives me crazy to just think about this about this person just being not supportive by, like, all of the fucking people they love in their life. It's horrible. Especially Find someone now. that's going to, like, treat you like the fucking, like, amazing person you are. Holy shit.
2: Yeah, that's the thing that's like, really gets to me, especially now. Like, this sort of narrative, and I'm not saying that this, like, this is wrong or what have you. I imagine this is something that still happens now, but this is very much a, like, season two, season three story yeah yeah where you know being a drag queen essentially back then was a death sentence to your sex life if you wanted to like full-blown commit to the fantasy like because ain't nobody out here trying to fuck no day walkers like that kind of thing you know so yeah But, like, now that we're in this era of, like, drag race and other drag shows and drag kind of taking this main stage, so many queens have said this is the golden age of drag. Mm -hmm. It is very odd for me that we're still having this storyline of my boyfriend doesn't like the fact that I do drag. Yeah. Yeah. How are we still having this? Y'all need to get it. Y'all master mask ass queens need to get it all the fuck together. Because... Mm -hmm. I don't care. Date me, Kamora. Like, <laughs> like, come on. Like, I, I mean, to be fair, solidly though. No. Back to Tase. <laughs> this is completely unrelated. Tase is one of the few queens because I have a very like short list of queens that I would fuck in and out of drag. <laughs> <laughs> taste is very much on that list. I would not be. Su- yeah. I would not be surprised if taste. Also, with how like his expressions and his just green piercing ass eyes, I would not be surprised if taste is West Indian. His family has mm. to be from Jamaica or some shit or from Trinidad and Tobago. That
0: or- would not at all surprise me. Just given the massive Jamaican population in the UK.
2: Yes, like yeah. his family has to be Jamaican. Or maybe from like Trinidad, or maybe Haiti, or what have you. Because he like gives me very much Caribbean teas. Like you're you are one of my people. Like if he said he was Dominican, I would shit myself. Like. <laughs> you know that guy but this is completely unrelated but yes like (laughs) take me kimura i love you let's be friends we can like i'll organize your closet i know you don't want to look at my pussy i have a strap on it's cool like (laughs) you with me you will be getting better than what you have now and that's not fair
1: other things i've written in the notes here um Um, let's let's see see. i have written uh i i will say that that i did appreciate when rose said that. that uh fucking, uh, uh Tamisha Mon's pussy so is so fire that three the three children, children have come out of it.
2: <laughs> I mean, also, that's another thing, too. Are we really shocked that someone has some straight-up biological-ass children on this show? Like...
1: No, no but I, I can understand... Yeah, I, can I can understand the surprise of of, of Mon being like, like all all, th- all of my biological children are, children are older than every single one of you.
2: I mean, yeah, fair, but that's a thing. like, We've got to think about the fact that Tamisha Mod is from a different era. We're like yeah. solidly coming out as gay in that time. And that was the thing that was really in Georgia. About- in Georgia. In mm-hmm. Georgia. Like, in Georgia. Like, like at that time. You know, and that's the thing with Tamisha and Kimura connecting each other and kind of sort of creating a little bit of a mother daughter bond situation. And Tamisha just feeling so sad because Kimura's still dealing with this shit that she, yeah. she had to deal with in the 80s in the sense of like, I can understand back then, but I don't understand now.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, it was, and I was, it was very nice to see that kind of bond there. And that's why I'm literally like, Tam fam all the way, Tamisha, bond can do no fucking wrong. Also, how the fuck yeah. is Tamisha 49?
1: I know, I she did. Did. and Tamisha is just a fucking wonderful done. presence on this show. Like it's fucking. It sucks it that it took so long, long to get her on here, here but, but thank, thank God, God they got her on when they did.
0: Like you the old, like me. honestly, the only thing about the only thing with Tamisha that made me that made her read anyway, somewhat older was just, oh, your pop culture is very much from the Janet Jackson era.
2: Yes, yes, because that's yes. the thing with that lip sync. Which I get why Simone won. But she was being Janet up up on that stage, and you could not tell me otherwise.
1: No, absolutely. She was 100% being Janet. She completely understood the song, which she was going for.
2: Exactly. Like, she... Like, you cannot tell me that she did not have that fucking greatest hits Janet album, like, in her fucking Walkman at one point. Like, you could not fucking tell me otherwise. Yeah,
1: I mean, you couldn't couldn't tell me that she wasn't basically just doing the exact fucking shit from the music video.
2: Exactly. Like, that was the thing with with that lipstick that I felt so conflicted because I'm like, I feel like Simone gave a stronger performance, but Tamisha was essentially being Janet Jackson. Oh, and Tamisha got an acknowledgement from Janet Jackson on her Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying.
1: Hell yeah. That's pretty good.
2: Another point for the Tam fam. I'm just saying.
1: Also, I found it very funny, the line of Joey J saying, I'm not a singer or a rapper, but I'm gay, so I'm just going to take that and run with it. (laughs) Yep. And also, uh, Utica yelling, this farm girl's going to rap, and also, of course they're the one that's super into modern dance and doing things (laughs) like, praise the sun, squeeze the grapefruit. (laughs) (laughs)
0: i've said it before and i'll say it again
1: yeah utica's the best
2: uh i mean also Also, did you notice that they
1: it seemed like in this episode they dropped the the utica queen part and and they're just calling her utica
2: Yeah, i feel
1: like because utica
0: queen is a dumb name
2: i wonder if they basically no because we've had single name queens on the show I mean, yeah. Uh, it's like, did they did they ask her to attack the queen on at the like at the last minute, like they did with the Elliot with two T's situation? I don't know, because like, and to be fair, this is alleged because I did read on the subreddit that the reason she chose Elliot with two T's is because that's something that he says consistently because people don't know how to spell Elliot. <laughs> Makes yeah. Sense. Which I was like, okay, you know what? I can live with that explanation.
0: <laughs> also, just. It was pointed out by John, and it still blows my mind that... Because I'd never said it out loud, but yeah, right, of course that's why they shortened Elliot's name.
2: I mean, I don't know. Really? Do you really think...
0: It's the only yeah, thing that I makes absolutely, sense. I
1: absolutely think it's because it's Puckett, and it sounds like the, 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 the fuck word.
2: I don't know. That doesn't square with me, especially with how, like, Rue loves... Dirty ass puns, like the but main is saying of the show spells to, out but puns. But does
1: VH1 like it? Okay, fair. And, and especially and when, you know, remember they did show they did show the first episode on the fucking CW.
2: Oh, that is true. That is true. Yeah.
1: Wait, can they can can they say fuck on Riverdale though? No, no. No, no that, that's that's network. You definitely, definitely can't say the fuck, fuck word no, there.
2: You can't say you can't say like fun shit there, which is how we got that really sad performance of Heather's on that oh show. Like, how the fuck do you destroy a candy store like that? You should have just not touched it. Yep. yep. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yes, but literally. When, jo- when Joey was like, I'm not a singer, not a dancer, but I'm gay, so I'm just gonna run with him. I'm like, same Joey, same.
1: <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, you know what? That's, that's the energy that's you gotta, gotta bring, you know, Joey. That's I'm that's I'm that's
2: into it. it. Sure. Why not, homie? Like, that is a solid understanding of what we're doing here. Yes. Go you.
1: And other than that, I mean, nothing else really stuck, stuck out to really out really about really me about, like, you know, the preparing, preparing for the thing or, like, know, you know, up everything, everything leading up to the performance, because just, cause you know, it's not like... It, all the drama just feels kind of forced. Everybody Cause everybody just seems like they're pleasant and having fun and fun having a good time.
2: But I love seeing that conve- that connection between Kamora and Tanisha.
1: Yes, yes that, that con- con- connection is wonderful. It was
2: so cute. It was so cute. Although it's so funny how like they're all confused that like, you know, that he has like Bio Kid's thing, and it's like, yeah, he could have had a sort of beard moment to the point mm-hmm. where he made babies. That yeah, happens. Yeah,
1: yeah and especially if you know the things he's saying that like you know all of my fucking kids are, it's, are like older than y'all like that would that would probably imply that you probably 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 had kids at like 16, 17
2: yeah like solidly yeah. Probably, probably had kids early 20s at latest with a lady in the south that wasn't exactly odd for that era no no not at all. So, I don't know why y'all are like, Oh my god, he has bio kids too! I think we're just so used to the gays being afraid of vaginas that we forgot about that whole era of, like, gays being so afraid of themselves that they pushed themselves into a pussy and made kids.
0: I mean, hey, admit, admittedly, like, I kind of thought at first, it's like, it didn't clock to me for, a mi- for until, like, a little bit later, of like, oh yeah, but that, but that is why it would be weird that he would have bio kids.
2: Yes, because also there is sort of, like, the whole, like, now we kind of have the era of, like, doing the whole in vitro thing with a surrogate, so it's yeah, like you can yeah. be gay and have a kid with your biological, like, everything, so, you know, but <laughs> either way, who cares, and I felt like all the other queens being so shocked about this was very indicative of their age.
3: Yeah, I think
1: it very much is an era thing. Yeah, yeah I think it's just a matter, matter of, like, y'all are young. Are young. Y'all
2: are young. Like, <laughs> y'all are babies. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, the, all, like, you know, the, the youngest person, like, the oldest person of, of that group, other than fucking Tamisha, is, is Rosé, who's 31.
2: Yeah, so literally a couple years older than I am. Yeah, like,
1: that's an 18-year difference between fucking Rosé and Tamisha. Exactly. <laughs> that's a, that's fucking significant. Yeah. That is a
2: lot of fucking time. What heck Hell, to be fair, I don't need me to like cram Eric in every other sentence, but sometimes I like <laughs> bullying Eric by making him feel old by talking about the fact that I was in middle school in two thousand and eight, so Hey, <laughs> it's
0: it's something that I very much enjoy
1: doing with uh, John and Owen. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, again, I'm once again thinking like yeah, two thousand and eight I was a sophomore in college.
2: Ye yeah, that yeah, that tracks yeah, to I'm
1: yeah, oh
0: wait, I would have been just entering 6th 6th grade or 7th grade. And yet I still look better than Rosé. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. but you know, you're not I mean again, being friends with Jan Age is a person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh no! We go into the performance, I I don't know, I thought it was fine for the most part. The only things that really stuck out to me were, like I said before, uh, Kimura yeah, Kimora did not look good. I thought this was better than
0: last week's one, though.
1: No, I completely agree, it was better than anything in congratulations! and also felt like they gave the queens a lot more time in their verses than certain people got in theirs in last week's episode. Yeah, well, you know,
0: some people, these people have more of an identity than just I'm trans.
1: Well, well they're, allowed they're allowed to have more of an identity than just. Well, yes. let's be honest yeah. That's I still, I still feel like, feel like that's very much a direction of the show.
2: yeah, because I'm like, you're really gonna tell me that like a trans person coming into a very vulnerable environment where they really have no idea of like what's going on. They're really gonna be like from the get like, oh, hey, like I don't know. that doesn't that doesn't square right with me. Like, I that just, whole that episode, episode
1: felt weird. That
2: whole thing felt weird. I felt like I feel like he felt like he needed to be pushed in a certain direction and then had to sort of deal with the consequences afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, I mean, consequences in quotation marks, because everybody is down with the business. They're perfectly fine with it. Who cares? No, yeah. None of them care. Like, none of them care.
1: Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Meanwhile I, thought, I thought, I, you know, know I'm going to hate to say it, to say it. Rose fucking killed it in the in the Phenomenon performance.
0: Yeah, like I again I was kinda this episode made me go, eh you know what? Maybe Rose's actually gonna be pretty okay. Yeah, Rose, Rose, Rose a solid
2: performer.
0: Rose also though had way more self awareness than I was expecting. That is definitely true. Yes. And I think that's what's made a lot of it work is like, oh okay, you're you you get it.
1: You're not just going to spend this challenge being like, "Well, I'm the best singer." So, I mean, look, I feel like it, you know, it, it, it's something that I I think a lot about. Like with Rosé even just doing like the camp thing of like, you know, the blacked out tooth and like their first look in like the first episode. It feels like, yeah, Rosé kind of gets it more of like I I got this glamour, I got this stuff. I I understand exactly what I'm trying to do, but I also get that this is goofy and I can be and I can fuck with it some and make it ridiculous and fun
2: yes yeah the thing is i think we got a lot of that from jan post show
1: yes Yes.
2: not in the show no
1: No, not not in the the show show. in the show jan very much felt like "Like, like, i'm I'm so so sad that nobody thinks i'm amazing
2: yes it was very it was very much that but also i don't know i uh, that's a thing i i told you guys about this i like jan I like Jan! No, it's
1: like, I th- hey, I think this is the perfect time to get into the Yubi completely, completely destroys Oscar and, Oscar and John for eviscerating again.
2: Jan. <laughs> I'm like... Let's go. Bitch, I like Jan! I don't get... It's like, she's not even in my top ten drag queens queen. She's not even in my top 20 drag queens in general. But I like Jan! She's like... She's a solid-ass queen. Like, you know... It's- and, you know, and it's like, I get it, she's annoying, but as someone else who also is fucking annoying, I can totally relate to her in that regard. Yeah, so, no, and I
1: absolutely, I, I will 100% say that, yeah, maybe it, maybe part of it is just a, I recognize a little bit too much of myself in Jan, and I hate myself, so there we go. I just feel like the of Freud of Jan thinking they were all that, and then it coming down eating... Eating eating shit shit, and then everybody everybody knowing knowing exactly exactly what they were doing and calling them out at it at every single turn. turn. Literally. funny.
2: Everybody, yeah, literally solidly. That's the whole thing with the whole, like, crying situation after that Madonna situation, the Madonna musical. Yeah. I'm like, girl, we know. Yeah, Yeah, just
1: every single person being like, no, no, but we we know know why you're upset. Just stop making this about Britta.
2: Don't Don't make this about Britta. Like, stop... Girl, please, really, like, like that's a fey It's that's a That kind of level of honesty just solidly makes people love you more. Lean in, lean in. Yeah. Don't run away. Don't run away from the light. Like, I was like, like, go Live into in the your light. Truth. Live your truth and if your truth is that you are annoying and almost borderline histrionic live that truth live that self awareness girl like that's the thing mm-hmm. I like her because I feel like her um, garments were always solid her performances were always solid she was a solid ass yeah. queen but I can also kind of get why people are like not on the Jan train <laughs> not feeling the Jan to see her words and you're, and you're high, right, by like... the way <laughs>
0: Like, yeah, like, Jan definitely, post-Drag Race, seemed to show a level of self-awareness that uh, she didn't on Drag Race. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes. I'd say she even
1: showed that self-awareness in the reunion episodes. episodes. Yes, I mean, considering
2: the robe that she was wearing. With the face. Yeah. The thousand-yard stare of drag.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about
1: her robe.
2: Yes, the cute little robe, and they all have the picture of her being like,
1: so, so good. good. Just so good.
2: Solidly just like straight up being like <laughs> If yeah. you're confused by that silence, it's me making the like thousand yard stare to Iraq dra- Jan face. Like shit. <laughs> 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 like, she straight up looks like she's having like a PTSD moment while also <laughs> being like <laughs> It's, it's cool, cool. She's, she's
1: just having, having her non flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Why? Like
1: that's We what need I'm to move bo- we need to move on from this.
2: <laughs> So the All right, so
1: the one last thing I have from the Phenomenon performance in my notes here is I I do want to ask you Oscar. So what did you think of Utica's verse? <laughs> you know damn well to what to to me this honestly you know, you stuck out something like as something where it's like, like this, this to me is like the, felt like the, the perfect, perfect representation, representation of Unica of like you're, you're saying, saying absolutely nothing, nothing in this verse, verse. you're basically you're just, just saying gibberish, gibberish about how you're saying. bendy yeah. Yeah.
2: And yeah, yeah but it's also
1: kind of perfect and it's just like you know what no I like this this, this is this is fun and dopey in the way that I'm that I'm fucking here for yeah, oh, like Utica. Yeah, like again. I I was into it. Um, um,
0: I like, I like Utica saying time. she has no bones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what again, is- like yeah. I was a little caught off guard by the oh, I didn't expect someone on Drag Race to be Christian, but you know what? Sure,
2: if you, it's you anybody, make, let it
0: be. make what makes you happy. Do what
1: makes you happy, Utica. I mean, I mean it just, just look it live just live your life, girl. All it does is reinforce what we said in the first episode of Utica is the most fucking Midwest person to ever exist. Yeah.
2: Yes. Oh, God. As someone that went to college in the Midwest, Utica screams Midwest.
1: Yeah. Like, just if you were able to take, like, the entire concept of Minnesota and push it into a person, that's Utica Queen.
2: You did it. You know what's weird? I did not believe in the concept of Minnesota Nice until I went to Minneapolis at one point for work, and it's actually true. Like Damn, who knew? I'm like, wow, everybody's so nice here. And to be fair, maybe it's because I only was there for like four days, five days, but like I'm like, holy shit. And Unica Very gives me gives me much, very much that Minnesota Nice energy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And then she said
1: this farm girl's gonna rap.
2: This farm girl's gonna rap.
1: I mean she delivered.
2: I mean yeah, she did the job. She st- the bitch did what she came to do. The bitch did the job that she needed to do. Although the outfit was like very much her. I liked that shit. I loved shaggy the outfit. I actually did
1: really like her outfit. With
2: the shaggy hair and everything. It's literally It was pretty neat. Again, a solidly Utica has a point of view in every single fucking thing she does, and that is the shit I love. Also, not to jump ahead
0: too much, but Utica's runway was so fucking
1: good. I mean, mean, the thing I was going to say, Oscar, to jump ahead, because because I think this is the perfect perfect transition, is that, like, like... even Even when when it's not not, when I don't don't really like it it's not not really grabbing me which is exactly what I would say about Utica's look like Like, it was was beautiful beautiful, it was gorgeous it's it's just just, there's something about about it that's like yeah I get what you're going for I like it it looks really nice but like I don't know it's not really doing it for me for some reason but like exactly like you said it's just that perspective is always there that look is always there and it's always like yeah no I see what you're going for and even if this is not my favorite I I'm, re- I'm into, into it in the and fact, fact that, that, like, you're, you're going, going for, for it. it.
2: Literally. You, you took the words out of my mouth in the sense of... Actually, no, no, you did it because no one can take words my mouth. They sure as hell can put things in it, though.
1: But! <laughs> 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 Gotta be the real laugh. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, shit. That's actually solidly good. What the fuck?
1: I've had a lot of practice.
2: But like, you know, it, it was—it's literally this is like—it ha- she just has that solid point of view that makes everything that she does look great, and she's just so goddamn likable. Yeah, so goddamn likable. I just, ugh, i want to crush you, like you know, like very much like, like when you see a baby that just has big fat cheeks and you just want to take a bite out of their cheek like that's very Utica to me like just like oh my god I just want to like everything you do ever you could shit on the stage and I'd be like great that's just mm-hmm. Utica smearing her face with feces we're good like
1: yeah Utica was
3: awesome.
2: <laughs> y'all are regretting that would be, right? be a
1: pretty interesting that would be a pretty interesting <laughs> drag performance I gotta say I, 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 I now I want to see that lip like <laughs> I, I mean, I I mean it's gotta be a Gigi Allen G. song right,
2: right? I, I, like it's like interior semiotics the Rusicle <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my god <laughs> As we as we said before, uh, Kimura Hall had a very nice look. I I was into it. It's going for like a like a 70s Dolly Parton look.
2: I, I kind of liked it. Here's the funny thing. We just kind of had that whole ass conversation when Kim- uh, basically Kimura's like not doing enough drag. Here, yeah. the hair could have been slightly smaller. Not too small. Uh-uh-uh. Like... The hair could have been slightly smaller. The earrings could have been slightly smaller, and it would have been perfect.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: And this is the most. This is the draggiest look she had all night. It's true. true. Absolutely, this is what I come here for when I think of drag. But the proportions are too much for me because Kamora is such a little tiny little thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. If, when it comes to doing, like, a full-blown drag look, she kind of has to scale just a teeny bit, just, like, scale down the hair down just a little bit, scale down the earrings just a little tiny bit, not too much now. We're not going for woman, we're not going for woman here, Kimura, we're going for drag queen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it 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 brought too much
1: attention. I feel feel like it was too big to the point that it brought, like, too much attention to the hair and And the earrings that I kind of lost lost everything else.
2: Exactly. But that sheer jumpsuit was beautiful. It was gorgeous. Gorgeous. Just
1: Just the pattern, just the colors on it. Like, yeah, it was was fucking fantastic. Again, like I said to me, like, it just reminded me of, like, this
2: this is, like, like some fucking,
1: like, angelic Dolly Dolly Parton, like, like, prime 70s shit right here.
2: Like, it was very much that. And I, I I, really loved it. Just, you know, just work on the proportions just a little bit, and then you're solid. But,
1: but for me, the, the clear, clear winner of the, winner of the night, night was to G- Shimon. Yes! Yeah. That yeah. gown was what fucking fuck stunning. She
2: can do no wrong. And it's so funny because that silhouette is so classic drag silhouette, right? It's very much you know... It's not anything completely out of the box, but when you have just mastered your art form, you can't help but just be enamored by it. When you completely have mastered the art of drag, Tabisha Iman, along with Roxy Andrews for me, is capital D-R-A-G, DRAG. Yep. yep, like, she, she is, like, she like, we are
1: seeing fucking the fucking master at work, like, like, she may, she may have, like, a, like, it, like we've said before, like, she, she is, is very much cool, an old school style, style. like, not, not, not to say that she's, you know, not, doesn't have, have a lot of new, new in it, not, not say to say that she hasn't has been, been current, current but, but, like, every everything that she's going for is very much harkening back to the classic drag style that we think of, like, you know, the classic RuPaul style that we think of. But also, like, it, you know,
0: it gives off that, like, Paris is burning... Classic house mother.
1: Yes. Yes,
2: yes. Yes.
1: that is a great comparison.
2: Exactly. And And again,
1: it is just so fucking perfect with how she's doing it. Just every single thing from just the color composition, the way that the material sits, the, the figure that she's creating for herself. She is a fucking master.
2: It's like, speechless. Like, she comes into the room... Speechless. Like, it's just. She can do no wrong. She yeah. can yeah. literally like, do no wrong. And I think that's why Rue loves her so goddamn much, particularly because she's a queen from Atlanta. Like, which, by the way, moment that, like, Kiki and Tamisha run into each other because they're both Atlanta queens.
3: Mm. Oh,
2: Kiki. No, La, La Ri Excuse me. Um, wonder I how that's going to go down. But, like. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That's going to be interesting. But, yes like she, she I, she can she can do no wrong. She can do yeah. no yeah, wrong. Yeah, I mean I th- I, think I think the thing that, that stands out that the
1: most to me from this is like, like you, you know, the it's the, the moment where like fucking Michelle Michelle's just like, just like I literally just can't even make joke jokes about, about this. This is just fucking perfect, perfect stunning. and stunning. Exactly. Yes.
2: It's like literally just what do you even say? What do you say? Like it's like it, uh, to be fair, and also I think this is why Rue is so solidly up to Misha's ass, like, just right up there, is because a lot of Rue's drag roots come from Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. She moved to Atlanta um, from San Diego, and that's essentially where she started, you know, kind of going into drag before she went to New York, which apparently there is a, a video footage out there somewhere of like, the trip that like Rue was taking with a few other people. And their van crashes into something, and all of their shit flies out. And they're literally right next to—I think—I think it's called Heritage USA, which is um, Tammy Faye and um, Jim Baker. Jim Baker's theme park. Oh,
0: there god. is footage
2: out there of this.
0: Oh, oh god! god. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> footage is called AJ and the Queen, streaming exclusively oh, on.
1: No, we've already nixed doing that episode, Oscar. You know this.
2: We're not watching AJ and the Queen. We are not watching AJ and the Queen. I think, really, AJ and the Queen, the only reason we did AJ and the Queen is because Rue just kind of wanted to have that starring, like acting gig situation. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Rue just wanted wanted to have have her own prestige cable cable show, show, but but she couldn't get that. She just got Netflix. Netflix.
2: (laughs) Yes. And then also she wanted to be able to, like, push the record of putting the most drag queens at work and and take it away from Miley Cyrus.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Like, literally,
2: like, we're putting all these queens to work. So, like, (laughs) yeah, that whole show was just a mess and a half. But, yes, Back to something that is not a mess and a half. Fucking Tamishimod. Yes. I
1: Absolutely you. stunning.
2: We need to like one day, either y'all are coming down to Miami or I'm going up to New York or whatever. And we're all going to buy the damn Tamishimod sneakers and we're all going to rock <laughs> the Shaymon sneakers.
1: Fuck yeah, know. we are. Fuck Hell yes, y- we
2: are buying the damn Shaymon sneakers. That is where my stimmy money is going.
0: They're gonna... You, you know that if she does well, though, they're gonna go way more than $65.
2: That's why we need to buy them now.
1: I
0: wonder if they you make got them point size here. 13s.
1: <laughs> but speaking of things that are hot messes, though, I gotta say, I was not into either of the runway looks that the two winners brought. Yes. I did not like I I did not like Denali's dress. I liked the, the hair that Denali was going for. I thought that was a fun wig. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't super into the dress and I just fucking hated that shit Rose was wearing. Like I get it. It was like, oh I dyed the plastic myself. Like, okay, that's that's creative, it's cool. It just, it just looks, looks so shitty. shitty. It
2: just looks very just This is if Utica is Good crafty. This is bad crafty.
1: It It's it just. It looked like she took a bunch of fucking. Like she glued a bunch of Pepsi bottles to her fucking dress and then just like melted them herself with a blowtorch.
2: What do I feel like? That's exactly what she did.
1: I don't. I. I don't know why Ross was. Was Ross
0: red for? Like what were people saying about Ross last year? About how we can't call shit crafty.
2: Yeah, I don't know what what that was about. And it's funny because was confused, like yeah. I'm very much in tune with the fandom and I do not recall really anybody getting up in like Ross's grill about you know, being crafty. But also, I don't frequent Twitter very often, and Twitter is mm. usually where a lot of the meshy shit lies. Like, that is true. So, it could have been that kind of situation. I
1: mean, they basically had to have that moment last episode of Root just being like, yeah, fuck Twitter. Who cares what they think?
2: <laughs> Which, yeah. Which, but, fair. Also, Twitter is. Also
1: understandable. Have a good
0: day. Twitter is bad. Especially drag Twitter.
2: Drag Twitter is scary. Like, it's... that's the place where you see somebody being, like, you know, if Fifi O'Hara was first in line for me to, you know, give, like, throw some acid in her face, I'd totally do it. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you people?
1: Fucking Christ!
2: What the fuck is wrong with you people?
1: Chill out, we're not talking about cherry pie, fuck. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, everything was, was not justified except cherry pie. Like, with cherry pie is completely not justified, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, and to be fair, I give people I give people some slack for a lot of things. Tricking men into thinking that you're some producer and ruining their asses up.
0: Yeah, no. yeah, no, That's... fuck cherry no, pie. pie.
2: <laughs> to the point where you know good
0: motherfuckers,
2: you know good. we yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> <You don't... laughs> <laughs> so like. But we'll get, more, we'll, we'll get into that. But let me say something about Denali's outfit. Denali's outfit, she basically was like, this is inspired by Iris Van Herpen. It's like, is this Iris Van Herpen for Forever 21? <laughs> 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 Excuse me? I, no, Iris Van Herpen, this is not. Girl, like, you tried it. I'm a fashion person. Like, if you don't know who Iris Van Herpen is, you're not a fashion person. I will say that most and Iris Van Herpen is like the couture designer especially because she does a lot of things with couture like and technology
1: yeah. Iris Van
2: Herpet, this was not mm-hmm. who the fuck are you kidding Denali go the fuck home like go to fuck, Go the fuck back to Chicago I don't know who the fuck you thought you were playing with that not me
1: yeah, it's in the same way that Joey J was bringing Jay. that Game of Thrones realness earlier look look <laughs> like just saying words and not knowing what they mean
0: let's face it If this was Carson, Carson would have called them out on that.
2: Yeah! Yes! That's one thing. I mean, Carson understands... I'd imagine they would have a solid understanding of, like, fashion history and contemporary fashion. Like, Iris Van Herpen he probably would say it in a nicer way because I'm literally here like, "Oh, the fuck home to Dolly. I don't know who the fuck you think you're talking to with this shit. <laughs> Carson would probably be like, well, I understand the reference, but you know, it's just a little, it's not quite there. Like very much like that. Very much like Midwestern white person like that. Like, you know. But either way, this was not what you were pulling, girl. Like, No. I can't. And then Rosé's situation. Fun silhouette. I will give it that. It's just the execution was very, very poor.
1: And it was was just so so busy busy that I felt like it was, yeah, like, you're absolutely right. right. Like, the silhouette silhouette was really well done, but like like, just just everything going going on just fucking distracted from it.
2: it. It, Exactly. And that's the thing. It's like, if you have a solid idea, sure. That's the, you know, this has been a debate in like, fandom circles about the whole, like, you know the money it takes to be on drag race to begin with but if i personally feel that if rosé had taken this silhouette taken this design and taken it to a designer taken it to a florence lee or diego montoya or whatever basically the rack of like dallas culture the the rack of like eight to ten designers that every single drag race look seems to be nowadays (laughs) i they could have executed this much more properly
1: Absolutely. absolutely that's
2: the problem and uh, and it's sad because the whole like you know i think i think this whole debate started when somebody threw out a number because that's the thing about saying that something is expensive like you know this is sidebar but like when i was telling people how much it would cost me to go to grad school that's when people started to be like Oof, about the idea of me going to grad school they were all for it until they heard a number the thing yeah, is yeah. everybody was all for the looks until Cameron Michaels said that, like, they spent more on Drag Race than how much they had to put down for their house. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then some people said they solidly had spent $30,000 for the outfits on the race. And then also take into account the fact that there's, let's imagine that the same rack of queens, all who are spending the same amount of money, one's going home first.
0: Yep. yep.
2: And not being able to showcase any of the shit that they spent money on. Yep. And so a lot of people are kind of putting the debate out there of, like, oh, they should have a budget for each queen, and that, you know, da da da, they can't go over budget or something. And it's like, I think it would be a solid experiment, but I don't know how you could action that properly. I don't know how you could make it fair. Yeah,
0: Yeah. all that winds up happening is Kimura Hall officially pays... 20 bucks for a bob mackie and then pays the rest in cash
1: yeah Yeah. or or, or we basically just get a thing where it's like okay okay, well well, now now only queens that are good at sewing can be on on this show show.
2: yes which the thing is multiple queens can have all kinds of completely different talents one of them does not have to be sewing mind you if you're going on drag race you we know Probably should
1: have a bit of a background. <laughs> yeah. you know? A little
2: bit. A little bit but you don't need much. The thing is a lot of people like to chew out people going on draggers being like, how's this season? Blah 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 blah. You don't know how to sew. Some people really just aren't good at sewing. It it just doesn't work for them. So if you're, you're a pheromone, or you're a Kamora hall, or you're a queen that can't sew, take a couple of sewing lessons. Just some basic shit. Get on Craftsy or some shit. Buy some patterns. Buy yourself some fucking patterns. Just solid shit that you know that you can make, and just add shit onto so that you can make a solid garment. So you can kind of like kind of push by the shit that you're not exactly all that strong at. You know, th- that's the thing with Bianca Del Rio. The one advice that she would give people is like, okay, girl, just get to the back. You know, you know, do the kick step and keep pushing. That's the thing. You don't have to be an expert to get on Drag Race. And that's the f- one thing I think a lot of people solidly keep getting wrong here. It's like, it's not you know, the whole like, it's season 13, so don't know that you have to sew. No, not everybody is a sewer. Not everybody is a sample sewer. But, come prepared. Yeah. yeah. That's the problem. And the thing is, sewing is, it's certainly an art form, and, you know, designing is certainly an art form, but... Look, your grandmama can sew. Your grandma was out here sewing during the Great Depression, taking like fucking rucksacks and shit or whatever, and putting shit together to wear. I'm sure you can figure it out. Exactly.
1: exactly. Like you, like, don't, you really don't need to be fucking a fucking expert, expert at it, it like, but like, you gotta, gotta you at least be able, like, able to like do a, do a tiny, tiny bit, bit of stitching.
2: Yeah, like be, be able to put something together solidly that has an opening so you can get in and out of it. Mm-hmm. Learn how to install a zipper. Learn what the fuck a seam is. Learn how to put how to like put a sewing machine together. You know? like. And
1: yet somehow, even though they clearly brought... Well, alright, Joe J did have that look. But even though they clearly brought two of the worst looks on the runway, somehow Denali and, and Rosé are still our top two and everybody else is safe. Because it's only about the maxi challenge.
0: And, and I feel like the runway only like a tiebreaker thing.
2: I know, but that's the thing that's kind of weird, and that's what I liked about fucking Thailand, was that they counted Runway as part of their official tallies.
0: Well, but that's because it's a better show.
2: Okay, fair. Yes, Drag Race Thailand, unsung hero of the Drag Race franchise, may not get a third season though, which I'm really pissed at. Aww. I think because something about the sponsor dropped out, and there was also... Uh, Um, so the, so, like, production there is really fucking different. So, like, the production group that was ju- doing it, uh, Katana group, which, by the way, if you, like, find a video with the guy who's, like, the head of Katana group, he's, like, bishy personified. The man's beautiful. I'm, like, wearing a lace front wig. It's like, okay, now I know why you're in charge, sir. Like, <laughs> damn. Like, but there was a whole situation where there was like a Katana group and the line TV that was like the cellular provider that was like sponsoring the show. And they were also putting it on their app. Uh, there was a whole thing there. And now they're probably not getting a season three. I don't know if there was anything going on with World of Wonder 2 in that regard where they kind of didn't want to sell the franchise to them anymore. Um, yeah, it's a whole thing. We may not get a season three, which makes me so sad. That's uh, fucked up. Because like the queens that they get on there are so fucking talented. Just mm. so fucking talented. And what? also, first queen that they crown, plus size queen. Second queen that they crown, trans woman.
1: So yeah, so, yeah. Literally, literally better, better than, than anything drag race, drag race Normal has ever done. Drag Race Normal. <laughs> yeah, but but also,
0: counterpoint. Drag Race, drag race vanilla, vanilla, is that better? <laughs> drag Race Vanilla. <laughs> The season that got the closest to crowning a plus-size queen would have been Eureka, and I don't know if I would have been happy with that. Uh,
2: actually, yeah. no. The season that would have been closest to crowning a plus-size queen would have been last season. And look what happened there.
3: Uh, uh, I
0: actually don't think she stood a chance of winning because... She stagnated after the after the first couple donations to the Trevor Project.
2: Uh I mean
1: <laughs> I mean I, <laughs> Yeah, I mean they got really lucky they didn't have to keep Donate donating for. to them.
2: Although to be fair, with the whole edit situation, so Funny enough, there were some countries that got released the pre-Sherry Pie is a Predator edit. Yes! Yeah, we've heard this! And the difference is very much... That's why I say that they were kind of gearing up for Sherry to be the first plus-size queen, because mm. the editing was very much in that line of, like, Sherry versus Gigi moment.
0: Mm. Huh, I, th- I would have thought that the stories would have been Sherry and Jada, just because... Why the fuck else did Jada get no screen time?
2: That is fair. That's also true. That is fair. I feel like Jada got a lot less screen time, and therefore I got a lot more confused as to why they cried. Although that finale was like solid. So like,
0: look yeah. if, if if Crystal if Crystal Method did the blackface that RuPaul wanted him to do. <laughs>
2: It would have been a rhythm very of the different night. show. <laughs> I think there was like a bot on the subreddit too that whenever anybody would mention Crystal Method or Elder Barge, there's a bot that would comment, to the beat of the rhythm of the night. That's
1: really good. Very good.
2: <laughs> good bot. Uh, like- Thanks, Reddit. <laughs> Thanks, Reddit. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was unfortunate
1: also unfortunate was this lip sync for the crown or for for the win I guess
2: I don't know if if you seek Amy is a solid lip syncing song I I feel like not
1: really but also I'm I'm kind of into it just in the sense of like oh so this is the cheapest Britney song you can get (laughs) alright
2: literally I feel like it's like the cheapest Britney song that they could get is this
1: the first Britney song they've done I think so, yeah.
2: No, no, no. The first ever double Shantae was... Oops, I did it again. Oh,
1: God, you're right, of course. Duh.
2: Was, yeah, which was very, like...
1: Do we think
0: they blew all their lip sync money on the first week?
2: I... Well, we're going to have to see the quality of songs that we're going to get down the pipe. Like, is it if it's yeah. like shit, like, um, there was this song that in season three, Stacey Lane Matthews did to India Farah by this band called Climax. Spelled- yeah, Meeting in the
0: Ladies' Room. That song yes! fucking slaps. <laughs>
2: slaps like shit, but I didn't know that that cost them three nickels and a ball of lint to get. So yeah. if we're getting, yeah. if we're getting "Meet Me in the Ladies' Room" level songs for the rest of the season, then we'll know damn well they basically blew their load on the first three. Episodes.
0: But at least something like "Meet Me, meet, meet Meet Me in the Ladies' Room" at least has like some level of gay camp to it. Yes.
2: <laughs> What's the thing? I'm not saying that it is like a subpar quality song. Far from it, mind you. But I know that that cost them no money to get. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's
1: clearly, clearly like nobody's, nobody, nobody else is is fucking getting this song.
2: song. I mean, that's why season one was like the lost. It's season probably, it's
1: while, probably very cheap for them yeah, to get, ex- like r- "Rumors" r- by Lindsay Lohan. Hey,
0: yeah. <laughs> no,
2: but yes. homie, 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 you really no, that cost them nothing.
0: Yeah, like, no, I'm not.
1: I don't know.
2: <laughs> Lindsay <laughs> Lohan is out here partying in the Mykonos, bitch, like. <laughs> See, I mean,
1: I mean, and also, besides, like, Lizzie Lohan is now getting, like, Saudi Arabia money. Like, you think she needs money for rumors?
2: <laughs> yeah, no. Not to mention, you're really gonna tell me?
0: This is why what's nice about Drag Race UK being on the BBC is that, this is a crazy fact I learned, they don't have to pay for music licensing.
1: At all? Oh, shit, that makes sense! Because
0: it's government, because it's the government, they don't have to pay for music licensing.
2: At all, not even it's, a penny.
0: It's if you notice, that's why on UK they never show record label information. Ha! Huh. Oh. Wow,
2: that's hilarious!
1: Shit! Goddamn, BBC Literally. getting away with murder. Literally. <laughs> no,
0: that no, is... the B- the crimes the BBC gets away with are way worse.
1: Yeah. yeah I swear I to God, Oscar, if Jimmy's you're
2: going to say Bill. something about Doctor Who. <laughs>
1: No, I think he's more going Jimmy Selville.
0: Yeah, I'm going for the 1970s pedophiles. Oh.
2: This I'm not privy to. Damn.
0: Maybe we'll talk about this not on the
1: show, (laughs) because...
2: Yes! We've talked about everything. This is we not need the- to have
1: more Sherry Pie moments on this show. Yeah,
2: like, this is the bridge we shall not cross. Moving Instead, on. Instead, what
1: we need to say is, yeah, no, Denali clearly fucking beat Rosé's ass into the ground. Like, yes. Rosé looked terrible in that lip sync. I'm sorry. Like, I was fucking kind of baffled, even. Like, wait, but you're, like, a singer and a performer. Why? Why did you, like, put no effort into this lip sync?
2: She was trying to camp it up at a level where... Uh, Again, fair,
1: may- is... maybe maybe it's a case of
2: Rose. It's
1: not like Denali wasn't was trying, trying, wasn't fucking camping, camping it up I a lot. She fucking vogue for no, no reason. reason.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I do wonder though. Maybe this is just a case of Rose did not see the lip sync for the wind twist coming and was so confident they would be in the top that's like I'm not gonna prepare a lip sync for this yeah Yeah,
1: actually it's a good point
2: yeah i think i i just yeah rosé was camping it up in a way that i don't think made sense for the song and denali was camping it up in a way that did make sense for the song
1: yes yes, agreed
2: which it just yeah that's that's why i literally wrote down denali willing feels correct because it feels correct yeah yep So it was just, yeah, it was, you know, and it's not a strong lip sync song to begin with, although it's funny, Tom Campbell, the producer of, one of the producers at World of Wonder, um, uh, did say, like, we're running out of lip sync style songs, essentially, like, you know, lip syncs that kind of have, like, a beat drop situation that is, like, designed for someone to drop into a drop split, or...
1: Why can't they just reuse songs?!
2: I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not like I haven't gone to like several drag shows where I just hear the same song always every single week. It's like, yeah, no, it doesn't matter that I've that I've literally seen you do waterfalls every week for the past seven months. This is fucking great. Do waterfalls every time. My co, my one of my co-workers that used to work in a gay bar is
0: like, I never want to see anything with "I will survive" ever again. Because I heard that song every fucking night from people lip-syncing to it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Although it's sad because, like, the one time the drag race said I Would Survive, it was between that lip-sync with <laughs> Dax. Yep, yeah! It was
3: the one like,
0: of the worst ones! All the more reason that it's like, fucking do I Will Survive Again!
2: Yeah, just do it again! You know, just because the the... Sad lipstick that we got. I really want to just blast it out of my memory, even though I love. Yeah, that love can't sleep. be our
1: only fucking memory of "I Will Survive" on this fucking show.
2: Jesus Christ! Or just like, go all,
1: iconic. or just go all the
0: way Hell World and make them do the cake version.
1: Oh God! Jeez!
3: Oh. Oh.
1: it's the punishment we all deserve. I mean, one could argue that the punishment we all deserve is. Next, Next week's, week's episode, so they're finally, finally bringing all the queens together. together. Yeah, but that's a good thing,
2: I think. Bum, bum, bum! <laughs> it's like... Well, and well you've
1: quarantined gonna... enough, now it's y'all yeah. get COVID! Oh, I, look oh! for, I look forward
0: to season 14, just season of RuPaul lip syncs.
2: All RuPaul lip syncs? <laughs> Don't
0: give them ideas. <laughs> Do not
2: give them ideas like that, that's the thing, it's so many... So many RuPaul songs are not lip syncable. Like, I always think back to that one lip sync between um... <sighs> First Queen that got eliminated off of season seven and Candy Ho. Oh.
3: Uh-oh.
0: Oh. Um... What was that?
2: Candy Ho and Tempest Azure. There we go. Right. They did a lip sync to Geronimo. And I'm like, that is a hard ass lip sync. That's a hard ass song to lip sync to.
0: Well, it's okay. They're also hard-ass songs to listen to.
2: Oh. <laughs> I mean, also that. <laughs> I mean, look, we're not going to say that any song, like, most of the music that RuPaul has done is not
0: good. good. Like, <laughs>
2: no, Enjoyable. I'm good. Well, some of it is enjoyable. Okay. I kind of, you know, I like Hey Kitty Girl. That's a hey! Moment. Look, you don't have
1: to. You don't have to explain this to I've, me. I've had I've had, I've had several, several like, party like party playlists over, over the over, over the years More where I've unironically I've had, had, had "Sissy That Walk" yeah. in there.
2: I had straight friends coming up to me when that song came out, being like, "This song is so good! Oh my god, the RuPaul Goddamn right, fucker! I'm like, yeah. Get with the program, bitch! Like it's like, especially because these were straight people in like my fashion classes. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. <laughs> I, I
0: I do I do think as far as the lip sync stuff as well, though they they very much limited themselves by really only doing stuff that is from female singers.
2: That is fair. And the first time they yeah. ever did one from a singer that technically was not female was Sylvester. Yep. But Sylvester was a drag queen.
0: Although Sylvester would get very upset if you called him that.
2: That is true. Because Sylvester's kind of was not down for the moment of being called like a drag queen or a drag performer yeah. in any sense. Just wanted to be recognized yeah. as an artist. Which, fair enough. That is totally fine.
0: Also, whatever. It was the late 70s. I feel like... You know, hey, that's exactly the decade you could get away with. No, I'm an artist.
2: That is yeah. true. I mean, the that, thing... That is
1: definitely true. true.
2: Considering that Prince was... Yeah.
1: yeah, Fucking, fucking Prince. Prince fucking, we as talked we've talked about place? many times the show. Prince, Prince Donna, Donna Summer. Summer.
2: Like, so Ugh, many, like, queer icons came down the pipe that also were kind of on that weird religiously leaning. by the way! Because <laughs> Donna Summer was kind of... She was particularly religious, and I... She,
0: when... When Paul Schaefer sent Donna Summer "It's Raining Men," she sent him back a Bible.
2: Oh shit! That's right.
0: Look, I mean, hey, my favorite Sylvester fact is still of who his backup singers were.
2: Who were his backup
0: singers?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah you're good. Right. All right, let's let's we're close the show with Oscar. With Oscar. Who, were who were Sylvester's backup, backup singers? Sylvester's backup singers were a duo known as Two Tons of
0: Fun. Who were- the
3: Weather Girls.
0: Yeah. They- oh shit. They oh my got.
3: God. They
0: got their start as Sylvester's backup singers.
3: You're no fucking, fucking
0: way. Yeah.
2: me! Oh, oh that rules. That's awesome.
3: That
0: rules. And
2: then they got its raining men, and here we are.
0: Again, a song written by Paul Schaefer. That and blows we... my mind. Still,
1: I don't know. I don't know, I don't know why, why this is what is I'm, what I'm getting out of this, but this is the thing I'll leave gone. us on. They should do some, they should get some, get some, Boney, some Boney M for, uh, for lip sync. sync. Yeah. Boy maybe yeah. one of, maybe one of the queens can do what I did and,
0: uh, blow their knee out trying to do Russian dancing to Rasputin.
1: Fuck yeah, Fuck yeah. do it to <laughs> Rasputin. <laughs> Rasputin, daddy cool. I, do
2: one of the get Christmas
0: some... songs on a Hollow of Sleigh spectacular.
2: Get some fat boy slim in there.
0: <laughs> I mean, look, again, you UK... can't. want to know which of the, one of these queens is fucking in heaven. <laughs> Like, UK has very much proven that it's like, yeah, Frankie Goes to Hollywood and Wham are good ass lip sync songs.
2: Like, expand the repertoire. Like, this is not a big deal anymore. I think it's still the whole must be female only songs. It's kind yeah, of. Yeah, no, it's. It's all, it's
1: all Rue, Rue fucking, fucking, fucking exerting Rue. her influence yeah. and being like, no, this, this is what drag, drag is, to is to me.
2: Yeah, so there's very much solidly in those antiquated ideas of drag that can be left behind because Joe Beer can, I think, is going to be okay with it. That's The thing is, that's what Rue is worried about. He's worried about scaring the straights too much. And that's yep. Yep. the thing, you kind of have to Softly but surely Push the things down the pipe So that the straights don't get scared off And I'm like, and I'm here like Fuck the straights, this is for us
0: I feel like We are at the point where The straights that are going To watch Drag Race are already Watching Drag Race
2: <laughs> That's the thing, What blew my mind I and mean, This is what I love about the Gen Zers On the TikToks is the whole gaydar thing? Gaydar is not a app ab- like a presence of gayness. It's an absence of straightness.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Because straightness is just so pungently strange, mm-hmm. especially with men, but pr- also with women. Especially, it's like, like it's like, like, it's
1: like, like say, they say, the straights, the straights are at, are at it again. <laughs>
2: I'm no. sorry to inform you that the straits are at it again. <laughs> are,
1: again they- are the straights
2: okay?
0: No. It is the difference between No, they've never been. Between working in my old up, like, er, more downtown shopping mall, and then being moved to a more uh, suburban one, and I had to explain to my co-workers what the concept of drag was. Ooh. And then they were like, and people like this?
1: Ooh. Yeah, we like it, assholes! That's why we've been talking about it for like three fucking hours! Cause this shit's cool and it's good and we like it. And that's why we're gonna keep doing the show Ruthless Aggression, the podcast about drag race, on the wrestling website.
2: Hey I don't know what that was, but okay. I tried to come out with, I tried to come up with a straight sound, but I don't know what straight sounds are. Can someone help me?
1: It's probably it's something like I love gender reveal parties. Oh, I'm gonna burn down this forest to tell everybody that I'm having a son. Look at his penis. Look at my kid's penis. Gen- the color blue is so good and manly. My mind, my, my
0: mind has now just conjured up the phrase gender reveal. No.
1: The problem is that I can fully see that being something that would have been a band segment that they can no longer show from season six. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, me, thanks for being on.
2: Thank you. I was glad to be here. This is great. Invite me back whenever.
1: You have an open invitation. Yeah, I mean, if if you just want to be the fucking third chair and have this just be a three-person show, we're fucking cool with
2: that. Why the fuck not? Alright, right, (laughs) done. Like, I got any shit better to do, yo.
1: I mean, mean, yeah, that's basically basically the point of this show is, well, we're we're just gonna fucking watch this thing get drunk anyway, so we (laughs) might as well make some fucking content out of it. Exactly. So that, like, you know, to justify Owen continuing to pay for this website. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Excuse me, as this site's majority benefactor.
1: Okay, Okay, let me rephrase. To To justify Oscar continuing to pay for for most of this website... (laughs)
2: I'm sorry, Owen, whoever you are.
1: <laughs> I'm not sorry, and that's why this is not getting cut out, because he will not listen to this episode. <laughs> Look, if, I feel like we've been going for like three and a half hours. If anybody's still
0: listening at this point, you know...
1: Poor God bless him. But you know what... <laughs> What really matters is that, regardless, we'll be back next week, because there's going to be another episode. And I'm also probably going to sign up for WoW Presents Plus and watch Drag Race UK. And I'm forcing Oscar to watch the episode of House Hunters that Will and Belly is on. Oh my god. You should watch that too, UB. (laughs) I
2: should, and I... Also, you need to watch that supercut of Willem being on Happily Ever After, the Twin. Oh, yes. absolutely. It's ridiculous, because he's essentially their landlord, and they discover <laughs> that he's a drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> These girls are stupid. All
1: right, all right this, sounds this sounds good. good. These are, These are all things so that we're going to have to have check out, yet. but until we, tell, we tell y'all about them, there's only, there's only one thing left to say, say and that's, that, if you can't, if you can't love yourself... How in the hell are you going to love anybody else? Going to get an amen up in here? Amen! amen. All amen. right, let the music play. I am Iranian, Iranian, Iranian,
3: Iranian, Iranian, Iran number one. Iranian, 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 intelligent Iranian.
1: This podcast is brought to you by the ZoneCast Network, executive produced by Owen Douglas. Visit ZoneCast.com for more shows.